C3 Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Yarls would work as suspended after undercover filming. Public officials could be jailed for not preventing child sex abuse and Beds Police Inspector fined for assaulting a woman. BBC Three Counties Radio. Security firm Serco has suspended one member of staff and been told by the Home Office to carry out an immediate investigation following an undercover TV programme at the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire. Last night's Channel 4 programme filmed staff referring to inmates as animal. Nicola Hazler reports. Most of the detainees in Yarlswood are women and last year several staff were sacked after more than 30 allegations of sexual misconduct. It's run by the private security firm Serco, which last year was awarded a new eight-year contract. In response to the latest allegations, the company said it would not tolerate poor conduct or disrespect and it says it's asked for an independent review of their work at the centre. A parliamentary report into conditions at Yarlswood would publish today has called for a 28-day limit on detention and that rape victims and pregnant women are never detained. Senior public officials and councillors could face up to five years in prison if they fail to prevent child sexual exploitation under proposals being outlined later by David Cameron. At a summit at number 10, he'll say the government wants to extend the crime of willful neglect to also cover social care and education. Today we'll also see the publication of what's expected to be a damning report into the grooming and abuse of teenage girls by men in Oxfordshire. Police in Buckinghamshire say officers involved in the death of a man in High Wycombe in 2008 will face a misconduct hearing as soon as possible. Yesterday, an inquest into the death in custody of Habib Ullah returned a verdict of misadventure. Police will today continue to question two people who've been arrested on suspicion of the murder of 16-year-old Becky Watts. The teenager vanished from her home in Bristol 11 days ago. Three properties have been searched. A Bedfordshire police inspector has been fined £500 for assaulting a woman but has been cleared of sexual assault. Paul Kelly has been suspended from duty while Bedfordshire police carry out an internal review. More from Jane Killig. Kelly, who's 44 and was based at Bedford before his suspension, hit the woman in London in 1998, causing an injury to her eye. A jury found him guilty of assault occasioning actual bodily harm, but cleared him of six sexual offences alleged to have taken place between 1996 and 2003. The trial took place in December, but can only now be reported after prosecutors decided not to proceed with a second trial. Bedfordshire police think a series of robberies at the weekend where shop assistants were threatened at knife point could be linked. On Saturday, alcohol and cigarettes were stolen from a shop in Albert Road in Luton. Then on Sunday, there were similar robberies in the High Street in Dunstable, in Slip End, in Wellington Street in Luton and then in Kensworth. In sport, there's a full Football League programme tonight with more key, key matches for our promotion-challenging sides. Watford host Fulham, MK Dons are at home to Chesterfield, Luton go to Bury, Stevenage hosts Plymouth, Wickham are away to Tranmere. The weather scattered showers this morning, sunny spells this afternoon, a maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you Simon. Morning Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. We've come to the cupboard to uh, get our dog a bone and guess what? The cupboard is bare. It's bare cupboard. Not, and I don't mean bare as in good. I mean, it's bare cupboard. So what's my doggy going to eat? <laughs> oh. Oh. 
But we could find something. Air biscuits. <laughs> that means farts, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, guys. You guys. Nice. We've not got a lot in the show, but something is bound to happen. Across somewhere else. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> this is BBC Three Counties Radio. It doesn't matter. We'll be all right. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, 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 matter. it doesn't matter. Really. It doesn't really matter. It, it, really doesn't matter. matter. it does matter a little bit because it's me that's got to fill for three hours. No, you won't be filling. So you won't be filling. Well, listen, we're going to try. And, um, uh, we've heard that Tony Blackburn is going to be in the building, and we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to try and um, uh, entice him into the studio for a little chitty chatty. As if somewhere. he needs any enticement. Need, we'll just leave a, um, a, a trail of uh, promo records on the floor of. of of soul and funk music, and he'll follow that, and um, we'll, we'll we'll put a, a, a cage over him, or something. I don't know. Let's have a bit of the Kinks. Love the Kinks, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they're all right. You like the Kinks, girls? Yeah, I like the Kinks. I like the Kinks. i 
morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, Serco have suspended one member of staff and been told to carry out an investigation following a Channel 4 News expose of life at Bedfordshire's Yarlswood Detention Centre. Undercover footage showed a manager referring to detainees as animals and suggesting a guard take a stick in there and beat them up. In another clip, a guard said some of the women were evil. Well, Councillor Louise King from Bedford Council is chair of the local Yarlswood Health Review Committee, which looks at the health and welfare of detainees at Yarlswood. Morning, Louise. Good morning, Ian. Uh, are you surprised by what you saw in the undercover report? Um, it was certainly very shocking. Uh, it was uh, didn't make very pleasant viewing at all, and um, I was really distressed to see women being referred to in those horrible terms. I don't think all of Serco staff treat the women within the detention centre in that way, but but I'm, I, I certainly think that there needs to be some action taken swiftly to address those problems. Well, the fact, and we're not for one second, and neither is the report suggesting it's all of them. There are some good people that work there, but the fact that, that, that even a small number of people would have that attitude towards the people in their care seems incredible, doesn't it? Yeah, it, 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 it was extremely shocking viewing. I was um, very upset to watch it. I did watch it twice just to make sure that I was seeing what I thought I was seeing, yeah. Is it in line with what your health review committee has found? Well, we've been looking at a number of things. We went into the centre last Thursday and had quite a detailed meeting and a, and a tour. And uh, there there are aspects that we would like to see change. Um, overall, I think I think it, it really the process of detention has been called into question by this. But there are things that, that we have a great deal of concern about. We're going to be meeting tonight and we're going to be discussing some of the things that we saw on Thursday that we were not very happy about. Can, can, can you give us a couple of examples, Louise? OK, well, we, we visited the healthcare centre. It's clear that the facilities there aren't as they should be. Um, it, it's clear that people are having long waiting times, that, that potentially they're not being seen when they could be being seen. And there's a very high demand for healthcare services within Yarlswood. And I think really you've got to ask yourself why it is there is such a high demand for healthcare services within that centre. And also we, we found that there weren't any counselling services being offered within the centre any longer. There had previously, I understand, been two councillors there operating. There are now none. Uh, so that's, that's a big gap for me. Um, I think we need to see somebody in there who can talk to women who are in very very distressing situations. They're facing deportation. They're going back to a, a very uncertain future. And I think we need to be providing that service for them. Within it's the interesting sense. you mention that because one of the concerns from Channel 4 was the amount of self-harm that takes place in there. So there aren't, there is inadequate um, kind of counselling and, and mental health treatment there. There are mental health nurses. Uh, there is a psychiatrist, as I understand it, who visits once a week. But I really don't think that's enough at all. You, you, if you find yourself in a detention centre, you're at an extremely difficult stage of your life. And it's not like a prison. You don't know what's going to happen. We are detaining people for indeterminate periods in this country. We are the only country, as I understand it, that does that. And I think there needs to be a radical rethink. There's only so much that we can do as a local authority because we can look at the health and welfare and the well-being of people within the centre. But I think it needs to go further than that. And there needs to be a change to the way that we treat people when they reach the end of their immigration appeal stage or when... when 
it is time for them to leave the country potentially we need to stop doing this to very vulnerable people and yes self-harm has been an issue as you saw last night well, you, uh, you you mentioned the, the the amount of time people are detained for there is a parliamentary report published today calling for a 28 day limit to uh, right. detention is that achievable and how long are some of the the, the, the residents of Yarlswood being detained for I think the longest I've known of um, has, has been around two years. Uh, I, but but that's not anybody I've met, and I don't think that's anything that's happened recently. No. Most people wouldn't be in a detention centre beyond four months, as I understand it. But anything over and above 28 days, I, I think, um, could be damaging to the mental health of people within there. We've heard some very compelling evidence as a committee from some leading psychiatrists on this. Um, you have to identify some of those mental health problems before you decide to detain people um, because it's not possible to offer a therapeutic environment, as we understand it, for people with severe mental health problems within a detention setting. Finally, Louise, last time we mentioned, uh, we talked about Yarswood on this show, curiously, we had uh, 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 one or two people phoning up saying, yeah, so what? Who, who gives us stuff about these people? Just explain, if you can, the sort of backgrounds of some of these, these women in particular and, and why it's so important that, they, that Yarswood exists and works. Well, I mean, I would question whether we need to be detaining such high volumes of people in any case. I think Potentially there is a need for, for detention in, in a very small minority of cases. But the, 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 the process itself seems to, to lean towards detaining people before their cases have been properly considered. We have something called detained fast track, which puts people into a detention centre while their asylum case is considered. Um, I think there are other ways of dealing with the problem of people who've come here illegally. I think you can manage that within the community, and I think you may have greater success rates as well if you, if you engage with people and and try to understand the problem. But Some quite often, are... they, sorry, these, 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 quite often these people are fleeing from the most horrific situations, Absolutely. aren't they? Absolutely, and it can be very difficult, I think, to prove what you've come from if you are fleeing a situation. You're not. You're, you're trying to break those links. So I think it can be very difficult for women to prove their asylum case and that can take some time detaining people indefinitely while while that process is is um, undertaken I, I think is wrong they may well have post-traumatic stress disorder so that's got to be identified because detaining somebody with that condition we understand can be very damaging to their mental health they can be victims of sexual violence they might have been trafficked and it's not right to detain those people it's actually against home office policy to do so but we still do louise good to talk to you again thanks for getting up at a silly time in the morning louise king um is chair of yarlswood health review committee 08459 Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to look busy on the North Orbital Road around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. But having a look at the M25, that's all moving fine. No delays showing on the M40 or the M1 so far either. There's some roadworks in Hartford on Cross Lane at the junction for North Road, which could get busy later on. And in Milton Keynes, looking at the speed sensors on the A421 standing way. That's moving fine at the moment. But there are the roadworks around the Kingston roundabout, which could get busy later on. On the trains, there's no reports of any problems and no major delays showing up on the departure boards. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy.
6.15, it is Tuesday, the 3rd of March. I'm Ian Lee, and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A worker at Yarlswood Immigration Detention Centre in Bedfordshire has been suspended after a guard was secretly filmed calling inmates caged animals. Public officials who failed to protect children from sexual exploitation could face up to five years in jail under proposals being announced by David Cameron. And police in Buckinghamshire say officers involved in the death of a man in High Wycombe in 2008 will face a misconduct hearing as soon as possible. BBC Three Counties Radio. And now here's one called I Play a Generic. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Do we really need public libraries anymore? Tell us what you think. Yes, get behind your local station and uh, help crack these clues. Let's see who can find the treasure first. But there is a way you can hear it all again. What a show today. We go back to the 70s for our chart rundown. So when did you start making music? Uh, Early. About two years ago, I started recording on my brother's 8-track. bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio. You held a service in a vodka bar this week, is that right? Yes, extraordinary girl. Isn't that a terrific sound? Completing the menu today, a lovely cocklevam and rhubarb custard on toast topped with a meringue. I don't want anyone messing with my brain if they don't understand how it works. (laughs) Last year, the IPCC dropped an investigation into your conduct. Black and minority students must get better results than their white peers in order to get into university. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. My microphone was on for that. It might have been a little bit on. Might yes. have been a little bit on. Boylie joins me in the studio this morning. Normally at this time we'd be um, teeing up the next story. I've got a story. Well, have you? Yeah. Oh, what have you got? Buckinghamshire Fire and Rescue oh, have yeah. issued a warning to people who use e-cigarettes. Vapists. Oh, vapists! My favourite people. What? What's? What's the, their beef? Beef with vapists. A charger exploded last week. They do quite a lot. Yeah, I've, I'm hearing a lot of these stories. But now I'm going to... Are defi- they using the wrong charger? They're using cheap chargers from cheap the market. Chargers. Cheap chargers. from the market. Same with cheap chargers for, for mobile phones from the market. Well, this one came with a... Um, this one is the thing that came with these um, e-cigarettes. Oh, okay. So in this case, it's not people freestyling. Early this month, the charity Electrical Safety First announced a recall of the mains adapter supplied with clear smoke Aye. e-cigarettes. And then on Thursday evening, an unknown brand of e-cigarette exploded and caused fire damage to the floor of a house in Newport Road, New Bradwell, Milton Keynes, while being oh. charged. It had been on charge for between 60 and 90 minutes, so not ages. I mean, uh, people stick them in overnight, don't they? I don't know. I don't know how they work. All I know is, when we were in prisoners the other day, did you notice? We are having breakfast in the local Greasy Spoon, and someone had um, an e-cigarette. I didn't notice. Someone had an e-cigarette and a tattoo on her hand. Oh, dearie me. I think it sums up that young lady perfectly well. Something Probably I've, going to court. Something I've wondered about, a lot of my relations think they've given up smoking, they've just transferred to these things. Um, and they sat there the whole time, and it seemed like they had them on the go from most of the afternoon. It's yeah. not like a cigarette where you have the marker of, OK, I've finished that cigarette, I'm yeah. going to light another one. Is it... Are they on for a finite period? Is there like a timer on them, or can you just puff you, away you just all day? You puff, puffing away until you have to re- reload it or recharge it. Wow. Yeah. And then there have been some tests recently. They said, oh, actually, may, uh, mm, yeah, they may not be as good for you as we thought they were, and they might actually be putting poisons into your body. I'm just, I'm out of the vapist argument, OK, because the, the ones that attack me on Twitter uh, uh, are a bunch of obnoxious little so-and-sos. They do get quite sweary, and I think I, in that case lose the argument. I am sitting back and waiting, and I'll wait for the sign 
scientific evidence to come in and mark my words, when it comes in, I'm coming out and I am going to I'm going to be a very smug man. Smugger. Well, that was a great story, Catherine. Anyway, so there's that. So watch out. If you've got one of these things, great make sure you're story. not using a cheap charger. Great story. Uh, and don't leave it unattended in that. I'm going to press a button. Do it.
get it. Is it? Is this? Is, I don't understand what's. I don't. I, I don't understand this song. I don't understand this song. It's a silly song. But what I mean. I mean, Aerosmith are a silly, but I like that one, and I like the um, the song about walking. Was it have it? Uh, Walk this way. That's the one. I like that. But I mean, and I like a song they did called Pink. But the rest of it is rubbish, really. I mean, they're rubbish. You like Pink? I do like Pink. It's a good that song, isn't it? Don't you like that song? Cheeky song. Is it? Is it? What is it about? Is it? Is it about that? I think it's about. That. I thought it I might think be. Most of their songs are about that. They're silly, but I don't get that song. Who's the dude? I think the dude might look like a lady. I think is he it might about, be dressed up as a lady. Is it a, tra- is it a modern day take of, on Lola? I think so. Okay, well that's. But it's joyous. There is no remorse there. I mean, with Lola, you feel that there's sometimes a little bit. No, of a... well, I think the remorse with Lola is that he didn't didn't uh, go for it. He didn't stay, and and yeah. have more, let's, we've got in trouble with that before. So um... it's only a story. It's 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 based on a true story. Is it? I don't know. I, 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 the Lola song is based on a true story. Scoins, what, what do you think that um, Dude Looks Like a Lady is about? Is it about a gap yet? I don't think it is. Well, it might be. It might be. It might be, just. <laughs> like it. Hey, you like it like that, don't you? Yeah, I like it like that. Cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. Cheeky geezer. Cheeky geezer. <sighs> now, Justin. Yes. Not a lot in the show today. Mm, so I say. We are going to try and persuade Lord uh, Anthony of Blackburn to come and sit in the studio with us and have a little chitty chat at he some point. He needs no persuasion. Just show that man a microphone, <laughs> he's a, there. There's a microphone, it's turned on. Why am I not sat in front of it? Uh, so we, hopefully he'll come in. Yeah. Um, and even if he doesn't, you know, I don't want to put any pressure on him. He's an old fella and stuff. Mm. Um, uh, but uh, it will be great... Because no one... Talk, we, we've discussed this. He popped in the other week. And no one talks to Tony Blackburn about his amazing career. True. They talk about I'm a celebrity or they'll kind of, you know, they'll be a bit jokey and stuff, but no one says, flipping it, you're Tony Blackburn. You invented, you pretty much invented mm. pop radio. They ring him up when people die. Very true, yeah. actually. That happens all the time. Here we have a legend, and we are so lucky to work with that man, but 50 years as a broadcaster, half a century, that's absolutely incredible. We should be celebrating that. Well, if we can get him to come down to the studio about half seven, we will celebrate that um, by giving him a back rub. Uh, <laughs> but could you take it to the streets, Josh? Yeah, of course I Maybe can. Maybe get some, um, you know, to, to some some, uh, some honest questions, not yep. too honest, I think yep. you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> from from people. And, and do you know what? There may be some, some young kids who don't even know who TB is. Mm. Whatever happened to his dog? Obviously the dog must have died, but... Um, what was his dog called? It wasn't Oscar. Oh, it, it was, was um, used to bark in the background on his jingles. Uh, somebody will know, but um, has he still got pictures of the dog? Has he got... I don't uh, think the dog was home? real. The dog wasn't real, mate. No, it's because he's going to be basing it on somebody, hasn't he? Well, no, it was a tape recording of a dog. Yeah, but it might have been his own tape recording of his own dog. No, it might it's... have been from the sound effects archive. Uh, I don't know. See, there's a question. Was that dog real? Was <laughs> it a real dog? All right. I was, I was going to ask him about what it was, if he'd ever met the Beatles and yeah. working with Kenny Everett. But no, you want to ask if the tape recording of his dog but, was but, based on a real person. But these are the things... Really? Were, yeah, seriously, these are the things... When I first heard a recording of Tony Blackburn, yeah. I said to my dad, what, what on earth is that in the background? He said, oh, that's his dog. And it's always stuck with me. What's that dog real or was it just a sound effect we are going under the surface uh, well i can tell you it was it was just a sound effect but how do you know that because it made the same bark every time and you could hear him pressing a button he could have gone home with a recording device and recorded his dog that could have been his dog was that his dog it's a good question you're wondering whether bailey should be recorded (laughs) and used (laughs) you You should bring bailey in do you know how to get a dog to bark and command uh yeah he's well trained don't worry finger up his bum oh now come on (laughs) maybe that's what blackburn was doing in the 70s listen justin Mm. we'll be speaking to you a lot today because boy oh boy we haven't got anything but 
Uh, can you settle an argument? Kath and I were having a genuine argument this morning. Mm. I'm going to spell a gentleman's name, OK? It's not, it's not a trick question. Yeah. We both disputed how it's said. So it's a, it's a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. Ralph, L-A-U-R-E-N. Oh, this is easy. This is easy. Ralph Lauren. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. The thing is, in the States, where he's from, where they invented him, no. they call him Ralph Lauren. She's I'm going got... to solve this for you right now. If you have swag, it's Ralph Lauren. Yeah. That, well, of course it Because I said we were, like, we were admiring his son. Um, this is Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Lorraine. It's, there's an advert with this guy in, and we Googled his name, and it turns out he's Ralph Lorraine's son. Mm. And Kath goes, why are you saying Lorraine? And I said, well, that's because that's his name. No, yeah. Oh, no, it's Lauren. <laughs> no. Uh, Lauren doesn't sound quite as cool and as sophisticated. No. It's Poned. Ralph Lorraine for me. Poned by Dealey. Of course, coolness and sophistication encapsulated in Dealey. Yeah. How silly of me. No, he knows his, he knows yeah, his yeah. fash. I know my labels. I'm a labels kind of guy. Catherine, would you like to apologise? No. Well, you should. I'm not sorry. You should be. I'm right. Justin, speak to you later. Take care, boss. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's starting to build up around Junction 21 for the M1 to Junction 19 for Watford. And it's also looking a bit busy on the North Orbital Road around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In Hartford, there are roadworks on Cross Lane, which are looking fine at the moment, but could cause some delays later on this morning. And looking at the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up there. But the Metropolitan Line has said that the service is suspended between Amersham and Watford and Harrow on the Hill. But uh, a good service is operating on the rest of the line there. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Security firm Serco has suspended one member of staff and been told by the Home Office to carry out an immediate investigation following an undercover TV programme at the Arleswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire. Last night's Channel 4 programme filmed staff referring to inmates as animals. Public officials who fail to protect children from sexual exploitation could face up to five years in jail under proposals being announced by David Cameron. And police in Buckinghamshire say officers involved in the death of a man in High Wycombe in 2008 will face a misconduct hearing as soon as possible. Yesterday, an inquest into the death in custody of Habib Ullah returned a verdict of misadventure. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a full Football League programme tonight with more key matches for our promotion-challenging sides. Watford could welcome back leading scorer Odion Igalo at home to Fulham in the Championship. In League One, Milton Keynes-Dons will have new signing Joe Walsh on the bench at home to Chesterfield. His manager, Carl Robinson. It's been someone that we've looked at for, for a while now. Obviously, when, you, when we lost Shawnee Williams, we've never replaced a left-footed defender to either cover Louis or to cover Casey and that's what it'll be for the rest of the season with uh, the, the, the suspensions that Kyle and Casey get themselves caught up in it, it's good cover In League 2, Luton welcome back skipper Steve McNulty after a four match ban as John Stills' side go to Bury. Lots of big games at the moment, lots of important games at the moment um, there's going to be ups and downs You know, teams are going to lose, teams are going to draw You know, so all you have to do Worry about the game that's coming up. Do your best you can. When it's over, let's worry about the next one. 
Steve Ninch will have to make a change up front at home to Plymouth with striker Chris Beardsley suspended after his red card on Saturday. And third-placed Wickham go to Tranmere, his manager Gareth Ainsworth. It's the stage of the season where everyone's beating everyone. You know, People are scrapping for their lives, people are trying to get in the playoffs, people are trying to just consolidate mid-table. And it's, uh, it's going to be plenty of twists and turns yet, believe me. And... Uh... Just hopefully we can be among that top eight, definitely. You know, we want to stay around the playoffs at least. And you can follow all tonight's action on Three Counties Sport from seven. The Football Association plans to enter men's and women's Great Britain teams for the 2016 Olympics. It had previously ruled out the move. Tributes are being paid to the former Tottenham midfielder Dave Mackay, part of their 1961 double-winning team, who has died at the age of 80. And in the Netball Super League last night, Hertfordshire Mavericks lost 56-42 away to the Yorkshire Jets. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at seven. Before we begin, thank you. Thank you on thank you, thank you. Thank you. I'm not a bad person. I know. I don't drink and I don't kill. I got no evil habits and I probably never will. I don't sing like Elvis Presley. <laughs> I can't dance like Fred Astaire. But there's one thing in my favor. What? <laughs> I'm a millionaire. That's beautiful. And I got more money than a horse has hands. Cause my rich old uncle died and answered all my prayers. But having all this money is gonna bring me down. If you ain't with me, honey. Get myself a nose job I could diet for a year But I'll never be Robert Redford Cause I'm much too fond of beer Please don't misunderstand me It's not love I'm trying to buy It's just I got all this here money And I'm a pretty ugly guy But I got more money Than a horse has hands Cause my rich old The Millionaire, a millionaire. Dr Hook, that was Captain Hook, and a millionaire's money.
Money, money. That was Money, Money by the Hooks. That was Money, Money, Money by ABBA. Hey, you just read a funny story. It's actually well, horrific, but it made horrible. me laugh. This shows I mean... how screwed up I am after... Hey, can I just say, um, uh, we're having a little bit of fun last night. It's me and the boys. I had the boys. I was putting them to bed, having fun. We had some listening music on. We had John Denver, the best of John Denver on, right, which I got for ten pence. And I thought, what could... Huh? I thought, what could possibly go wrong? We're listening, and my youngest put the record on, and we're playing, we're, we're wigging out to Rocky Mountain Hut, Colorado Rock. I am an eagle, I live in high places. We're wigging out to that, right? And then the youngest. Sounds frenzied. The el- so it's really calm, okay? Mm. And the eldest is under the bed covers. And then the youngest dives under the bed covers, and then suddenly I just hear. And I'm, I'm, I'm at my wit's end, as you can imagine. I said, lads, out. Ah! Lads, get out. The youngest crawls out sheepishly. Never does that. Um, and he's, he won't make eye contact. I think, oh, something's happened here. I whip back the covers. Bearing in mind, I, they've been unseen for five seconds. There is blood everywhere. There is blood everywhere. So that the youngest had a knife and he... No, he didn't. It, what happened is the youngest... Headbutted the eldest and smacked his nose, and I've never seen a nosebleed like it. it was like it was like a a, a bloody Niagara Falls pouring mm. out of each nostril. It was disgusting. You get I it. I told him so. You get it at just the right spot. That thing is going to be bleeding for a good oh, oh, hour. I, the annoying thing was, I literally just changed the sheets, and now they're all bloody. They're so selfish of them, and I ruined a good handkerchief. Oh dear. And I'm anyway, going, I, is your boy stopped bleeding or? I don't know. I I, I, I sent him to his room. Out, go to your room and bleed in there. How did you um, address the um, injury? Because I am medically trained, I could tell you how to do that. I told him to stop bleeding. You're not supposed to tip the head back, no, are you? No, forwards. Yeah, don't tip the head back because they will drown on their own blood. Well, no, they'll just it... drink it. How did he die? He drowned in a bathtub of his own blood. Is the way I want to go. No, tip it forwards. And I, I kind of had him upright. He was sat on me, facing the other way, because I don't want to get blood on my pyjamas. He was, he was upright, handkerchief, ruined, told off the youngest, told off the eldest. No stories for either of them. You have pyjamas? Sorry? You have pyjamas? Bottoms. I was wearing a hoodie in bed, it was cold. Mm, okay. Doesn't have the heating on. Um, I think that that story should put you in line for a Pride of Britain. Oh, d- d- rear of the year, at least. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it brings me to this story. <laughs> rear of the year. Oh, I made myself chuckle. Yes. A toddler found a nine-inch meat cleaver underneath a hotel bed. Whoa. Wow. I mean, there are so many questions. Yeah, yeah. Charles yeah. Johnson, too. <laughs> He's... Huh? Found the blade among a pile of empty beer cans. It's I mean, like killing a bee with a bazooka. Almost. Dad, David... Beercan, was he Jamaican? No. Dad, David, 32... He might have been, I don't know. Dad, David, 32, swiped the knife from his son as he began to play with it. Eee. They were staying at a hotel after a fire at their home, but cut their stay short after the find. I can imagine why that might be. I've got be. a great phone in. David of Bake Up Blank said, Oh, we're horrified he could have done himself some serious harm. But EJ Hussain, boss of Blackburn's Hillview Hotel, denied the claim and said the room had been inspected thoroughly. Blackburn's... We're going to Google this bad boy. What's it? Blackburn? Yeah, Hillview Hotel. And no-one complained during the stay. I mean, if you listen to Jonathan's programme, you've got to complain while you're there. It looks like a nice hotel. I mean, I don't see... 
Let's have a look at the underbed shots. They don't have any underbed shots. Well, that looks like an, I can't, well, I'm suspicious. Well, okay. It looks like an old-fashioned type. Where have you, two two phone-ins. Where have you hidden knives? <laughs> wow. Hmm? Really? Oh, we've all hidden knives. You've not hidden knives from the girls. They're, they're running around with a knife. You go, I'll take that, and you kind of put it somewhere just so it's out of the way. Why would they be running around with a knife? Because you've not hidden them particularly well. So you've got to hide them better. Mine are all in my block. Yeah. Mine are all in my block. Well, oh, right, yeah. You, this is the, that is the most ridiculous thing you can do. Supposing um, a, um, a burglar gets in. Mm -hmm. OK, I've got a cosh under the bed. Mate, you're too late. You'll be stabbed in the neck. A burglar gets in. First thing they're going to do, where's, where's the block? Oh, there's a block full of knives. Right, I'll have this one. You have that one. You have that one. Hey, wee lad, you have that one. You're only five. Be careful. Right, let's go up and, wow. let's go up and steal. Is it Fagan's gang? No, Why are they bringing a five-year-old? It's your family. Oh. Probably. That's why I was doing the accent. Oh, gosh. But you could be stabbed if you have a block, so I would say... Well, I should be hiding them willy-nilly around the house. Yes, so mate! What I want to cut the bacon or whatever? What am I going to do? Well, if I want to cut the cheese, what am I going to do? <laughs> Just let rip. <laughs> um, so never have... So, OK. So, firstly, where have you hidden a knife? No, this is a serious question. I can't find it anywhere. Where have you hidden the knife? No, but where have you hidden the knife? Seriously, I can't find it, and I want to cut the cheese, and I'm just going to let rip. And secondly, what's under your bed? Oh. Yay! And there'll be people... Now, that is clever. Interactive. It's like pushing your red button. There'll be people in bed listening to us. Stop touching yourself! <laughs> Kath! Put your hand under the bed. And have a little route around. Let's see what you can find. Should I tell you what's under my bed? Yeah, go on, mate. Printer. <laughs> Already, this is this could be the best fun you've ever done. Printer, yes. Um, the guitar for Guitar Hero. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, a telescope. I tell you what was under my bed until last. This was, this was under my bed <laughs> yesterday. Uh, how to how to make radio. Honestly, this book was under... Not under your pillow? No, it was, it was under my bed, How to Make Radio. I, um, I brought it in and thought, Kels, maybe you should have a look at this. Are you hoping it's going to seep up through the mattress? That was under there. Um, some uh, magazines, some headphones, and my uh, Wi-Fi my Wi-Fi box Ooh, is under there. That well, could be zapping you. Bizarrely, my phone socket is, is in the bedroom. So, uh, what's under your bed? 08459 What's under yours, Kels? Eh? Is it... Is it? Is it? Is it what, Ian? Is is it under your? What's under your bed? What's under my bed? Is it this? Is it you? Is it the? Is the, it your hand movement? No. Is no. It, is it the salt You've shaker? You've never been in my house. No. It's um just clothes. Yeah. Clothes. Bit, yeah. bit of dressing up, is it? <laughs> bit of dressing up. Is it? Is it? Is it? It's all different clothes. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. A bit of fun, isn't it? Mm. It's just a bit of fun. Yeah. Dressing up. What's the first paragraph of How to Make Radio? I think you need a refresh. <laughs> uh, it cost me seven quid, this book. Wow. The programme-making team. Let's go to uh, page 19. The programme-making team. That's you guys. Uh, 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 There's no pictures in that book. That would be my criticism. Who's... No. Uh, presenter? Presenter is the most important person in the, on the thing. They are the thing? best. No, it doesn't say that. They are the thing. A uh, producer, here we go. Boss. A producer is a team leader <laughs> <laughs> who has overall responsibility to coordinate the programme, strand or series content and staffing. They will need to be experienced, well, she's certainly experienced, mm. and creative enough to develop an idea and see it through to broadcast. The producer is the linchpin in radio programme making as they are the overseer, ideas person, researcher, planner 
editor, supervisor, director, oh, and coffee maker. You can jog on. I'm going to see an idea through now Who, from my head Do you know to what, though? What are you doing? Hitting the Rolling Stones. I'll hit you in a minute. Unbelievable. I'm in. Bad timing, that is. That is bad timing. Travel and wear. I don't care. It's never going to fit in, mate. Explain this, Kath. We've got to go to uh, travel now, and there's uh, two minutes of this song left. Well, we all know how it goes. Yeah, it's just um, Rolling Stones, isn't it? Yeah, on and on. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting with the trains, Chiltern Railway are suspended between Amersham and Marleybone because of a problem with the line side equipment. And if you're using the underground, the Metropolitan Line has severe delays because of a signal failure earlier on at Moor Park. On the motorways, the M1 southbound is very slow from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road to Junction 9 for Redbourne. And looking at the cameras on the M25, it's very slow from Junction 21 for the M1 towards Junction 19 for Watford. The A1 southbound also has queues building up between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. And on the A335 in Beaconsfield, that's got roadworks around Burnham Road, which is looking fine at the moment on the speed sensors, but could get busy later on this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.46, uh, Tuesday the 3rd of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A worker at Yarlswood Immigration Detention Centre in Bedfordshire has been suspended after a guard was secretly filmed calling inmates caged animals. Public officials who failed to protect children from sexual exploitation could face up to five years in jail under proposals being announced by David Cameron. And police in Buckinghamshire say officers involved in the death of a man in High Wycombe in 2008 will face a misconduct hearing as soon as possible. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. There's one or two fairly um, intense showers around this morning, working their way through parts of um, Bedfordshire at the moment, up through Milton Kings. That's the bottom of the line. But anywhere could get one at first this morning. A blustery, quite heavy shower. They will blow through quickly, though, on this brisk westerly breeze. Behind it, it's an improving picture. We should get some decent spells of sunshine as we head further through the day. The maximum temperature likely to get up to around 9 Celsius, but it probably won't feel like that because of the breeze. 
Overnight, dry and clear. The temperature dropping a little, or just enough actually, in the countryside to mean we could get a frost in the rural spots, a patchy one. Towns and cities likely to stay just above. So for tomorrow, it's actually a decent day. It's going to feel like spring tomorrow. Still a bit of a breeze, but nothing like today's and some really nice spells of sunshine. Maximum temperature also in double figures at 10 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Every weekday from 12, local people. Wendy Halson and David Shipley, the trustees of the Harpenden charity Spotlight on Africa. So privileged to see lives change, conditions change. Local stories. A death cafe will be popping up in Bedford later this month, opening its doors for you to share sensitive stories and talk of afterlife. There are people with the similar concerns. And you can have a light-hearted side of it as well, and we often end like that, you know. Local life. We're going to be heading off into the unassuming countryside of Bedford. We all know the brick pits and the industrial spoil that's marked the Marston Vale. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. chose this not me Betsy Boo I, I'm really we're going to fall out over this this is the kind of thing she's on the phone now so I can speak freely this is the kind of thing where she gets really upset if you slag off her music but that is rubbish that is like a robo singer it's like tattoo isn't it it makes it better if you think it is a robot oh okay yeah imagine a robot wrote and sang this that's actually not bad for a robot she make this better? Uh, um, I mean, Kelly, right. not the singer. Right, there's right. no way she can make that better. All the things she said, all the things she said, running through her head, running through my head, running through my head. Do you know what's running through my head? Yeah. 
a coffee would make it all right. I tell you what's running through my head, Mr Bean. Everyone says, oh, Mr Bean's back, Mr Bean's back. I Mr. don't like Bean's Mr Bean. Back. Mr Bean is utter... Oh, I've got to... Turn on, there's my pants... Oh, there's my pants on my head. Oh, he stole my camera. My kids love Mr Bean, though. Why? The cartoon. Do they, the cartoon. Yeah. Oh, that is just the laziest... I hate it, so my dad bought him the box set. Mr Bean is toast if he's caught tasting this, taking this bad taste selfie in front of a wreath-covered coffin at a funeral. Rowan Atkinson's bumbling comic creation makes a typical faux pas in a sketch full of twists, turns and complications as he returns to comic relief. Oh, I'm to pick yourself here. I was doing it for charity. Oh, I'm going to take a selfie at a funeral. Oh, Mr Bean. He's just a... He's so unfunny. Here's the things that are unfunny. Mr Bean, 40 Towers, Only Fools and Horses, Carry On Films. Uh, I quite like 40 Towers. No, mate. It's all I didn't it make is. that many, so... All it is is John Cleese shouting. Yeah? Sybil! 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 Oh, my hotel! Oh, no! That was Sybil, wasn't He's it? He's Spanish! <laughs> no, it's, it's rubbish. And, and Carry On Films. Oh, oh, no, but no, they're really good. They're really good to carry on. They're not, they're rubbish. Tell you what's really not funny. Yeah. Confessions of a window cleaner. Linda Bellingham, she gets her boobs out in that, she doesn't does, she? Yeah. Hey? Yeah. Hey? yeah. Fair play. It's what she would have wanted. In some of those, he's in one of them, I remember, he's up a ladder looking into a girl's changing room at a school, like girls with uniforms it's Asquith, on. Though. A, it's Asquith, and B, it's the 70s. So I don't see what your problem is. That. You're, you're the, you are typical of the liberal lefty BBC that I so often get lumped in with when I want them all to go back home. What? The liberals. I want them all to go back home to, I don't know, where do they live? Datchet. Islington. Islington. North London. Blimey liberals. Hey, an account manager has quit her job because she can earn more money doing what? Have a little guess. Uh, no, don't guess because I know what your guess will be. OK. Making online videos with her pet guinea pigs. Hey, what? <laughs> guinea pigs. Guinea pig. Oh. Guinea pigs are the most, I mean, pointless pet, aren't they? Next to goldfish. I mean, what are they? They just, they just sit around looking nervous. As far as I can see, Laura Mellor's 29 and her furry friends have had a staggering 10 million views on YouTube, Flippin which heck. just goes to show we are morons. You put any, I mean, you look you, any old rubbish on the internet. Look at some of that stuff that Justin Dealey has has churned out. <laughs> Um, and the number of people that go and watch that plum. She's um, quit her job with Eon after her hobby began making her around £2,000 a month a month for a three-day week. Hey, I had a little cheeky bonus this week. You speak about Eon. Yeah. Um, I got a letter, right, from an electricity company. Not it was, Eon. It wasn't Eon, no, no, no. But um, I moved, was it two years ago or three years ago? It doesn't really matter. I moved, let's say, two years ago, and they said, um, oh, yeah, you 500 quid from when you moved. We'll send you a cheque. Wow. And then a cheque arrived. Because normally they say, we owe you 400 quid, but we'll just pass it on to your bill. No, different companies. I've swapped, swapped companies. They said, oh, sorry, we're really sorry. We owe you 400 quid. We should have paid you. Don't know what happened. A cheque's on its way. Hey, Bonus. Have you told anyone about this? No, I've not told what anyone. Are you, what are you going to spend it on? I'm probably going to um, uh, spend it on, I don't know, records. I might reopen my eBay account. No, don't. What? No. Hey. It'll, go, it'll, pay, it'll pay the mortgage, won't it? Um, huge hoop, and I've tweeted the link to this. I managed to track this down on eBay. So it really is a rare crisp. A woman who found the world, the woman, a woman who found the world's biggest hula hoop at almost five inches in her pack has put it on sale on eBay. Now, why is she doing that? Well, a three-inch hula hoop sold for seven hundred and twelve pounds. What? So this is really going to go. Uh, the price now. It's at £3.99. 
But the di- the dimensions are different. It doesn't say five inches, does it? No, it says three point five centimeters. Well, that's not five inches. Oh, flipping it! That's significant. This is a different hula hoop. This then. is like that's an inch and a half. Well, this is described as an amazing rare crisp. Doesn't sound the, as amazing as it's cracked up to be. This is a rare crisp, which is of the hula hoop brand. It's quite a large size compared to normal ones. Amazingly, measuring three point five centimeters in length. This is certainly a rare crisp that very few will ever see in their lives. <laughs> There's an email for the person. Should we email the person? Do you know what I had once? <clears throat> a Kit Kat with no um, wafer in it. It was just solid. That chocolate. is that is bonus. They're so, worth like a thousand pounds. We should do. I ate it. Freak snacks. What have you found? I'm emailing this person. Hang on. What else have I had? Oh, I've had um. What have I had? Uh, you got any more stories? I'm just thinking of no. another freak um, snack. No. I should have made some money on. No. No. Yeah, I have. Uh, Haro- oh, I know what I've had. You know um, Haribo's, the yep. rings? I had one of those and it was completely solid. It was filled in. You couldn't get it on your finger. I should have sold that. Would you like to come on my radio this morning before nine to talk about your large crisp? Your rare crisp. Rare. Put rare in. Tea Mad Parrot is snatched by radio. This is a local one. Oh, yeah. OK, and this is another animal story, everybody. Okay. I'm going to get into trouble for using this one. A tea-drinking parrot was kidnapped in a raid on its owner's home. Cara Cosson, 45, found African grey Jojo's cage empty after her door was kicked in while she was at work. <laughs> All that rem- Stop, this oh. is dramatic. <laughs> All that remained of the parrot, whose favourite tipple is Earl Grey, oh, oh fancy, yeah, yeah. were feathers and a note reading, if you go to the police, I will kill him. You want to get a tea you want for that? Neeson. Neeson will do it. Well, he only does his family, but, yeah... I reckon he's at a loose end at the moment. He'll do a parrot. Nothing else was touched at Cara's home in Oakley, Bedfordshire. Now she fears Jojo, who says one a cup of tea, may have been taken in a revenge plot. Cara said whoever did this must know that taking Jojo is the only thing that could hurt me. Very quickly, before we uh, go, and, and we wish that Godspeed back. Uh, there was Someone's a... been arrested. Well, well done. There was a sketch on television ages ago about backstreet dentists. It was an old day-to-day sketch. Backstreet dentists doing it in alleyways and stuff illegally. Wow. It's come true. A dentist treated a patient in a McDonald's restaurant. Anna McAvey attempted to fit a bridge to the female patient. When she declined, the dentist insisted the treatment was necessary and continued the work in a hallway. What? Miss McAvey is contesting in the High Court a decision by the General Dental Council to strike her off. She said, it was too hard to me and I think it was disproportionate. It was a very tough decision. The Romanian had an informal arrangement to use a surgery on an ad hoc basis when she met her patient in a McDonald's. Imagine getting your teeth done in a McDonald's. Blimey. It can't be that hygienic. Also, what have you lost on a night out? A boozy reveller woke up the morning after with part of his nose missing. Chris Watson had felt a flash of pain and thinks a mystery attacker sank his teeth in. Well, he must have been facing him, surely. Yeah, you really need to learn to look at the clock as a producer. I know, Chris 32 had been on such a bender he didn't realise it had happened. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting with the trains, Chilton Railway have possible delays between Amersham and Marleybone because of a problem with line-side equipment earlier. The line has reopened, but the knock-on delays could cause a problem. On the underground, the Metropolitan Line has severe delays because of a signal failure earlier on at Moor Park. And looking at the motorways, the A1M southbound slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage. Also on the M1 southbound, that's very busy around Junction 9 for Redbourne, and it's also very slow on the approach 
approached there on the A5 southbound from Lynch Hill towards the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the A1 Great North Road southbound, it's very slow approaching the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. I believe we've got an update, Kelly Betts, on Tony Blackburn. What's happening? He'll be here at 7.30 and looks forward to his background. Ladies and gentlemen... If you've got a question for Tony Blackburn, we'll try and keep him for half an hour. You can give us a call and have a chat with him. Be nice, wouldn't it? Lovely. No, oh, uh, Also, what's under your bed and where do you hide the knives? 08459 455 555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Yarlswood workers suspended after undercover filming. Public officials could be jailed for not preventing child sex abuse and Bedfordshire police inspector fined for assault. BBC Three Counties Radio. A worker at Yarlswood Immigration Detention Centre in Bedfordshire has been suspended after a guard was secretly filmed calling inmates caged animals. The footage was filmed by an undercover report of a Channel 4 at the centre run by private firm Serco. The company say they've ordered an independent review. The Home Office say these are serious and disturbing allegations. Bedford Councillor Louise King chairs the local Yarlswood Health Review Committee. It was certainly very shocking. Uh, it was uh, didn't make very pleasant viewing at all and um, I was really distressed to see women being referred to in those horrible terms. I don't think all of Serco staff treat the women within the detention centre in that way but but I'm, I, I certainly think that there needs to be some action taken swiftly. Senior public officials and councillors could face up to five years in prison if they fail to prevent child sexual exploitation under proposals being outlined by David Cameron later. At a summit at number 10, he'll say the government wants to extend the crime of willful neglect to also cover social care and education. Today we'll also see the publication of what's expected to be a damning report into the grooming and abuse of teenage girls by men in Oxfordshire. Police in Buckinghamshire say officers involved in the death of a man in High Wycombe in 2008 will face a misconduct hearing as soon as possible. Yesterday, an inquest into the death in custody of Habib Ullah returned a verdict of misadventure. Police will today continue to question two people who've been arrested on suspicion of the murder of 16-year-old Becky Watts. The teenager vanished from her home in Bristol 11 days ago. Three properties have been searched. A Bedfordshire police inspector has been fined £500 for assaulting a woman but has been cleared of sexual assault. Paul Kelly has been suspended from duty while Bedfordshire police carry out an internal review. More from Jane Killick. Kelly, who's 44 and was based at Bedford before his suspension, hit the woman in London in 1998, causing an injury to her eye. A jury found him guilty of assault occasioning actual bodily harm, but cleared him of six sexual offences alleged to have taken place between 1996 and 2003. The trial took place in December, but can only now be reported after prosecutors decided not to proceed with a second trial. Bedfordshire police say a series of robberies at the weekend where shop assistants were threatened at knife point could be linked. On Saturday alcohol and cigarettes were stolen from a shop in Albert Road in Luton. Then on Sunday there were similar robberies in the High Street in Dunstable, in Slip End, in Wellington Street in Luton and then in Kensworth. 
In sport, there's a full football league programme tonight with more key matches for our promotion-challenging sides. Watford host Fulham, MK Dons are at home to Chesterfield, Luton go to Bury, Stevenage host Plymouth, Wickham are away to Tranmere. The weather scattered showers this morning, sunny spells this afternoon, a maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. So, the latest on Yarlswood and the revelations there. Detainees being referred to as caged animals and worse. Also, what's under your bed? Where do you hide the knives? And at 7.30, Blackburn's coming in for a chat. If you've got any questions for him, you can start texting them in now. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I've got a dude that looks like a lady update. Oh, yeah. Um, this is from a texter who's not put his name on, but I'm, I'm willing to take his word for it. Dude Looks Like a Lady is about Steven Tyler and Joe Perry on a night out in L.A. looking at a girl with long blonde hair and tight jeans at the bar and commenting how hot she was. Then the girl turns round and it was Vince Neil, the lead singer with Motley Crue. Oh, the dude looks like a lady. Ah. David in Marsh Farm reckoned Tony Blackburn's dog was called Arnold. Yes, that makes sense. And Gaz in Bedford says, freak snacks, car park confusion, about how about accurate weather or travel? LOL, Gaz in Bedford. <laughs> Lol. Is Gaz having a dig? Yeah, but it's a funny one. How, well, hang He's on a minute. at the same time. Hang on a minute, Gaz. How long <laughs> would it take me to get to Bedford after the show? Could I be there by 9.40? Yeah. Right, fine. OK, Gaz, well, you better start hiding now, brother. Because I'm going to have a word. LOL. <laughs> Ruffle. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the Home Office has ordered an investigation at Bedfordshire Yarlswood Detention Centre following a Channel 4 expose last night. Undercover reporters filmed staff. Here are two members of the Serco management team talking about the detainees. <laughs> Some bits you may not have heard. They're, they're uh, animals, they're all animals. Take a sticking with you and beat them up. And they're really horrible, evil. The black women are effing horrible. Gosh. Yarlswood, which holds nearly 400 detainees, mostly women, has been plagued by accusations about the behaviour of the guards since it opened in 2001. Well, Heather Jones is a regular visitor to the facility as a member of the Yarlswood Befrienders group. Morning, Heather. Good morning. What's your reaction to the, the clip we've just played and the, the whole uh, piece on Channel 4 last night? Well, it was really shocking, wasn't it? Not especially surprising. I have heard things... I have had reports of things like that said to me before, generally by escorting staff rather than circo staff. Uh, it must be very hard for many of the staff who do have very good relationships with the, staff, the, the detainees there. Many of the women say that the staff are very nice. They'll acknowledge that they're doing a job. 
And I see some very positive reactions between them. So to actually hear that was really very shocking. What, what, what are some of the stories you've been told then, Heather? A lot there. There have been some very difficult circumstances for people who have been um, taken to the airport and perhaps then returned later, um, people who are very frightened of return. Um, the parliamentary inquiry into detention that where the report was released today has some very um, strong things to say about a whole radical shift in the current practice. And the report um, on the... Channel 4 yesterday does rather suggest that that is very much needed. It is extremely difficult being in detention, even if people don't fit the refugee criteria, even if they've committed crimes. Many of them have experienced trauma. They may be anxious about return. Many have lived in the country for a very long time and their lives and family are totally disrupted. They don't know how long they're going to be there. That living with that sort of uncertainty is extremely difficult. Detention isn't set up to deal with people for long periods. It's there's nothing to do. Heather, when we've we've spoken about Yarswood a lot on this show, and there. Um a couple of people have phoned in the past. Let me put their point of view to you. It's not necessarily mine. But these people are here illegally. Why should we care what's done, how they're treated and, and what happens to them? They're human beings. They're not there because they don't have any claim. Some of them will go on to get refugee status or leave in some manner or another. They are not criminals. They are not guilty. It's just no way to treat human beings. It's not something this society should be proud of. Should the women be detained at Yarlswood? What, what, what alternatives are there, Heather? Well, there are alternatives. We're the only country that detains such large numbers of people for such indefinite periods of time. Um, decisions to detain should be very rare and for the shortest possible time only. There are alternatives. People, many people who are claiming asylum are living in the community. They are reporting regularly. If it is thought that there is an absconding risk, there, is, there are tagging. There are other methods used throughout the year where people, they, out the country, uh, the world rather, mm. um, who can keep track of people in that way. We have uh, the report details that in 2000, between 2011 and 2014, £15 million was paid out for unlawful detention in compensation. £15 million. It costs £164 million a year to keep people in detention. Can nobody think of better ways that that money can be spent? People living in the community can be helped, given support, for a much less cost. Yesterday I visited two women, one of whom has been in detention since July, one from November. Neither of them are any risk to this country. Why are they detained? We're seeing much more elderly people detained. What are the chances of them absconding? Heather, uh, really good to talk to you and get your perspective on it. Thank you. Heather Jones, regular visitor to Yarlswood as a member of the Yarlswood Befrienders Group. Chris is on the line. Morning, Chris. Morning, Ian. How are you going? <laughs> I'm going all right, girl. What you got? 
Well, remember I was telling you before, I used to be a custody officer on transport. I used to take people back and forth. Yes. Um, unfortunately, I think a lot of the problem is due to the fact that management do not encourage compassion amongst officers. Oh. Um, the self-harming, I'd be very careful on that because I do know of a case of a prisoner, not uh, a detention person, but a prisoner who was once stabbed twice in the abdomen, um, taken to hospital. Obviously, he was angry with the governor that came up to see him and told the governor that he would be um, suing him for a lack of duty of care. The next thing, the guy had his... Um, category because they're putting categories A to D, A being the highest, D being the least risk and he was a cat C and he got bundled up to a cat B and said the reason that he was done that was he stabbed himself and was planning to escape with the assistance of armed persons from a prison and no escape attempt was ever made yet it was the word of this governor. Oh so because he was he was a, a, a bit uh, bolshy with the governor he, you, you yeah. think he got bumped up a bit? Oh, no, I know he got bumped up. Wow. He got his all his privileges, everything taken off him and shoved up. And it's not an unusual thing in the whole system. Um, personally, I do think the people that are the most compassionate in the officer line are the ones that get picked on and they're sort of shunned by their others because there is a lot of bad things go on in that system and it's a case of they put their uniform on and think they're Adolf Hitler, some of them. Chris, can I ask you a question? It's going to sound flippant, right? But it, it genuinely yeah. isn't flippant. Go on then. Have you ever fallen in love with any of the prisoners? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like properly in love? Not while I was working, yeah. What happened? Um, it was frowned upon. I was pulled in for... Um, I wrote to him, that's all I did. Uh, and this was after you'd left the service or when you were still working? No, I was still working, but I was writing to him. But I wasn't writing about my job. Yeah. Right? And I wasn't... Um, writing about doing any crimes or anything. It was just normal letters because he wanted to know what was going on outside of prison and yeah. he had no one else to write to him. Yeah. My company found out that I'd written to him. I got pulled up and the questions I was asking him were unbelievable. It was like, um, have you ever had sex with him? Oh. Um, you know, I couldn't. How could I? I was under surveillance any time that I'd seen him and I'd only seen him twice. It was through the letters that I started caring for him. Yeah. Right, um, and I got pulled in and I had a four-hour investigation to which they asked me had I ever had sex with him and I thought it was their right to know that I hadn't, yeah. right, because that would have been on duty and it would have been my abuse in my position, Yeah. right. And then the next question I got asked was, would I like to have sex with him? Oh, blimey. And he was on a 12-year sentence, which was a bit of a stupid question, really. And I said, well, that's fantasy. How would I know what I want to do? I said, at the moment, he's just a pen friend. You know what I mean? So um, they pursued it with me on fantasy questions, and I got really fed up. And then I said, um, you know, when people have done their time, they've paid for their crime. Yeah. And according to them, not... I was not allowed, I, I told you this before, yeah, yeah. The, the, the interview came to a point where they said, um, you're not allowed to associate with ex-criminals, um, and I said, yeah. well, I've got cousins that are ex-criminals, remember? Yeah, I do remember, and, yeah. And they said, well, 
I said, if I was at a family party, would I then have to leave if they turn up? And they said, yes. And I said, well, see, you, you don't own me. And you can shove your job where the sun don't shine. You know me, I'm that kind of a girl. But um, is, that, is, com- that, is that fella still in prison? Yeah. OK. Would you like to have sex with him? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know you mean? don't I'm have not, to answer that, Chris. Chris, listen. I've not seen his appendage. Uh, what? <laughs> not- oh, for goodness sake. I just <laughs> Thank you, Chris. I thought she was talking about his pen. I don't think she was. Yeah, let's assume she was. Well, there you go. You see, I, th- I felt silly asking that question, and I was even laughing as I asked it, because I thought it was a silly one. But, no, yeah. Have you ever fallen in love with a prisoner? Yeah, of course. It's good, isn't it? Thanks, Chris. 08459 455 555. Have you ever fallen in love with a prisoner? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 Great North Road, that's starting to look very slow southbound from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks. In Chesant on the A10 southbound, that's looking slow from the New River Trading Estate towards the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. And looking at the cameras on the M25, it's starting to get very busy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. On the A1M southbound, that's looking very slow from Junction 3 for St. Albans to the M- Junction 1 for the M25. And on the trains, Chiltern Railway are reporting 10-minute delays between Amersham and Marleybone as because of a problem with the line-side equipment earlier on, and there are still severe delays on the Metropolitan Line. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.16, it's Tuesday the 3rd of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A worker at Yarlswood Immigration Detention Centre in Bedfordshire has been suspended after a guard was secretly filmed calling inmates caged animals. Teachers, social workers and counsellors could face up to five years in prison if they ignore suspicions of child sexual abuse. And police in Buckinghamshire say officers involved in the death of a man in High Wycombe in 2008 will face a misconduct hearing as soon as possible. These three counties radio. Sport. Tuesday nights are made for live football and tonight is no different. Watford are at home to Fulham. The goal into the box goes round the goalkeeper and puts Watford in front. MK Dons host Chesterfield. Shot from Greg. It's a really good goal from MK Dons and it's come early in this game. Luton make the trip to Bury. Town. And Stevenage take on Plymouth. He drills it low and Stevenage take the lead. Choose which game you want to listen to in Three Counties Sport. Tonight from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. We got any texts, Boyle? Yes. 81333, start your text 3CR. We have. Hang on, let me find them. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, uh, I've, had a, I've had a tweet from uh, Kyle, who has also found a solid um, Kit Kat. So we're in the same They're game. They're worth thousands of pounds, you shouldn't eat those. Freak snacks, have you ever eaten one? And would you think to put it online? Because apparently that's the way forward. Okay. 700 quid for a big hula hoop. Okay. Have we got any good texts? We haven't got any texts. Thank you very much indeed. Now, we've been following the story of a number of Sandy families who've been told to remove ornaments and trinkets from their loved ones' graves. It started when the town council left notes on each plot, giving them a deadline to comply, after which time all the objects would be chucked in the bin. Well, last night, Sandy Town Council held a meeting to agree on the new rules. Trixie Smith, who has family buried at the cemetery, was there. Morning, Trixie. Morning. What happened at last night's meeting? Um, They've decided to remove the word plastic, which means you can have... And they said you can now have a solar light, only one. 
Right. And you can have plastic ornaments or trinkets on the graves, so long as it's on the plinth, which is fair enough. OK. But they still haven't got guards on their strimmers, which is the next thing. Oh, blimey. You know, they, they keep insinuating this little coupling uh, like a quarter of the way up the strimmer is a guard, and it's not a guard. Why is... The, just remind some people why that's so important. Well, because when they're strimming round the graves, when the headstones... It's actually the string from the strimmer that's flipping stuff off the headstone. Right. So even if you comply with their rules and say, yes, it's all on the headstone plinth, you know, it's still going to get flicked off by this bully strimmer with no guard on it because it's, you know, it's not protecting the headstone from the strimmer itself. So, Trixie, do you now know what you can and what you can't put on the graves? Well, apparently we can have anything that's not breakable. Look, we can't have glass. OK. Or ceramic, or which is fair enough. Yeah. We understand all that. But one of the things that we're fighting for is turf, like plastic, because people do put small plastic things on there, like, you know, what the grandchildren have brought back from the holiday or something, put on their nan's grave or... Yeah. You know, or they put a little windmill on there or something. So well, there's not many things these days that you can't, you know, that are not bloody plastic. You know, so, so are are you, Trixie, happy with the decisions that they've made, the compromise that's been reached? Yeah, yeah. And and, and was that the general mood last night that everyone's like, okay, well done. This is we can yeah, go, we can go like with this. People's power, we think, one yep. the day. Yeah. So hopefully, but I won't be celebrating until I see it in writing. Mm. I don't want any backtracking from this either. No. And I think they realise that. But, um, it's taken a long time to get to this point, hasn't it? I know, whatever. Why did it take so long? Trixie, I'm trying. Do you know what? I'm trying to work out what have you got on in the background. Oh, sorry, it's the no, TV. No, it's all right. I just try. <laughs> I was trying to work out what it is. What are you watching? Um, God, I don't know. It sounds like a film. Well, it's oh, Alan Quaterman. Oh, blimey, yeah. Oh, look at nice. All right, Trixie, well, listen, I'm glad it's a, it's a, a, a good result for everybody. Uh, just let us know how things go on and if they change their minds or not. Yeah, I will do, yeah. Trixie, thank you very much indeed. I feel like I should play a horn or something, but I know that's JVS's territory. I oh, know, hang on, we've got a horn somewhere. Hang on, I've got a horn. Here we've got... No, that's not it. No, that's not it. No, 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 that's... Here it is. There we go. There we go. Leslie's in Luton. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Ian. Whatm? Sorry? Whatm? I don't... Whatm? Yes, man. What's happening? Well, why don't you say Wagwan? Well... Whatm? No, yeah, like whop- no, I like Whatm. No, I like Whatm. Yeah, Whatm. Let me try it. Hang on a minute, Leslie. Stay there. Shh, shh, shh. Hey, Kelly? Yeah. Whatm? Nothing. Hang on. Oh, she knows. Yeah, she knows. Hang on. Let me try it. Okay. Catherine? Yeah. Whatm? Pardon? Yeah, you see, she don't know, does she, Les? No. Old lady, isn't it? <laughs> what? Hey, you've not called in for a while. Have you been in prison? No, I've been around. Okay. Not prison, just okay. around. Just around, eh? Mysterious. Yeah. Ducking and diving. <laughs> um, I heard you guys went and see some very colourful movie the other day. We saw when I did what? What? Colourful movie. We saw. You went and see some colourful movie. We a went. Movie. We went to see a very colourful movie. Called something shady. <laughs> Fifty slim shadies of grey. Yeah. It was very, very, very naughty, Leslie. Very I'll naughty you, film. I'll, I'll give you a cheaper version. Oh yeah, go on. You can get better than that on your Moby. Oh yeah. I mean Moby. Yeah. yeah. Mo- M- Moby Dick. No, your mobile. Oh, the mobile stuff. Thought where are we going with that? Blimey. Okay. What? What? What's the website, Les? 
Pardon? What's the website? I'll have a look. Well, just stop in anything. Just anything comes up. Uh, anything comes up. That's, that's yep. what we're hoping. Well, thanks yep. for that tip, Les. Anything else? Yeah, you mentioned about... Um, Are you just jealous things? that we didn't invite you to come and watch Fifty Shades with us? No, I wouldn't want to. Yeah. Why would I waste my money to see that nonsense? You can watch it on your Moby. Yeah, exactly. Good lad, Leslie. Go on. Yeah, you mentioned um, guinea pigs are, are are boring. Yes. What? What? Guinea pigs are boring. You Din- mentioned that this morning. Dinner pigs. Guinea pigs. Dinner pigs. Yeah. Dinner pigs. Guinea pigs. Oh, guinea pigs. Yeah, they're boring, mate. No, no, they ain't. Yes, sir. I I I, I used to um I, I used to breed, when I was breed old. them. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. They're so yeah. small. I mean, how would they, um I I, I I I used to I used to mad about guinea pigs. So between me and my friend, we saved up five shilling and we bought two. I'm hoping this story continues. Yeah, and we bought two, and the two went to four. And when I was coming to England in 1967, um. I gave my friend two and kept the two little ones. Um, I'd, I would rather have rabbit, but rabbit was too expensive to buy. There were ten shillings a pair. Right? So guinea pig is not boring. Guinea pig is a nice little pet. And you want to try um, 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 raise some yourself. What? How big are the eggs? What eggs? Oh, the, <laughs> the little babies. The little eggs. When they ha- when the mummy um, guinea pig l- lays an egg before it hatches, how big are they? I've never seen one, have you? A guinea pig egg, yeah. Whereabouts? Well, when it comes out of a l- lady guinea pig's bottom. Really? Yes, mate. They well, lay an egg and then it hatches into a guinea pig. Lit. Well, I've never known of that. I've heard of it. Sorry? I've never known I've heard of it. You've heard of it? No, never. Well, that's what. Well, how did you get yours then? Well, they just have babies. How can it? Like rabbits are. Oh, maybe the uh, guinea pigs. Maybe the um, eggs ha- broke inside. Yeah, they could. They eat the eggs inside the mummy, don't they? Sometimes. Well, Leslie, if anything, you've proven to me that guinea pigs are really boring. <laughs> oh, oh, that's your opinion of it all, ain't it? Yeah. Uh, but, that said, you want to try um, raising yourself, and you'll see the difference. I want to try doing what to myself. Raise some yourself. No, I'm not going to. Because rabbits are boring. No, and you must never put a guinea pig with a rabbit. Now, when I no, was... No, you're gr- supposed to. No. Hamster. No. No, you're supposed to. They're no. supposed to have friends. No. One of my friends got really told off by an animal expert, oh. let's call it a vet, for putting a rabbit in with a guinea pig. Because we were raised to do that, weren't we? Yeah, you're supposed to. Because so company. No, no. The rabbit will abuse the guinea pig. Got any questions for Tony Blackburn, Les? Oh, he's gone. Leslie? Oh, that's a bit weird, isn't it? What was that word he said? Dinner pig. No. Wop. Wappen. 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 He's my favourite person. He's, he comes and goes, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like the mist. He'll, he'll come and he'll go and sometimes he'll be there and sometimes he won't be. Hey, there's a great picture, and this was uh, on, on Twitter yesterday. When hotel guest Diane Murray ordered cheese and biscuits to round off her meal, <laughs> nothing better than a cheese plate, is there? She was looking forward to crackers, 
and a slice or two of tangy farmhouse cheddar. Oh, yeah. But with hefts, uh, hefts, with chefs such as Heston Blumenthal experimenting with ever more unusual flavour combinations, it seems diners should be wary when ordering even the most ordinary of dishes. This picture is so good. When it arrived, her platter was filled with wedges of brie, cheddar, red leicester, there's the cheese, and a scattering of bourbons, custard creams and jammy <laughs> dodgers. There's your biscuits. And it's like, it's like a bowl... And it's all just kind of tossed in there. It's like a cheese and, and uh, biscuit salad. Those tins, the tea time selection, that's what they've emptied out onto the plate with the cheese, isn't it? A picture of the bizarre sweet and savoury mix posted online by Mrs Murray's stepdaughter, Steph Kerr, was shared tens of thousands of times around the world. And it had a great caption, didn't it? If you need cheering up, here's a photo of the time my stepmom asked for cheese and biscuits at a hotel. Yeah. It's, I mean, fair play. It looks all right, actually. I'd have a go. A bit of brie and a jammy dodger. I could make that work. Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, nice. I could make that work. Oh, did you just say he walked past? Is it TB? Yeah. Right, Tony Blackburn's coming in. 08459... Four... <laughs> <laughs> He'll be in after half past. 08459 455 555. Now is your chance to have exclusive chat with a broadcasting legend. And Tony Blackburn. <laughs> oh, mate, don't. You can't do that. He's outside, he can't hear anything. Oh, yeah, fair play. Well, even if he was inside, he'd, be, he'd struggle to hear much, <laughs> wouldn't he? Oh, if, seriously, if you, uh, Tony Blackburn's going to be in for a bit. If you want to ask him any questions, genuine questions, 08459 455 555. This man has worked with everybody. With everybody. Kelly, you know what to do. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting with the trains, Virgin are reporting 10-minute delays through Litchfield, Trent Valley because of a signalling problem and Chiltern Railway are also reporting possible 10-minute delays between Amersham and Marleybone because of a problem earlier on. On the Metropolitan Line, there are still severe delays because of a signal failure at Moor Park and on the roads, the A1 Great North Road's looking very slow from the St Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks and on the motorways, the M1 Southbound's very slow around Junction 9 for Redbourne and the M25 anti-clockwise is very busy now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A worker at Yarlswood Immigration Detention Centre in Bedfordshire has been suspended after a guard was secretly filmed calling inmates caged animals. The footage was filmed by an undercover reporter for Channel 4 at the centre run by private firm Serco. Teachers, social workers and counsellors could face up to five years in prison if they ignore suspicions of child sexual abuse. And police in Buckinghamshire say officers involved in the death of a man in High Wycombe in 2008 will face a misconduct hearing as soon as possible. Yesterday, an inquest into the death in custody of Habib Ullah returned a verdict of misadventure. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a full football league programme tonight with more key matches for our promotion-challenging sides. Watford could welcome back leading scorer Odion Igarlo at home to Fulham in the Championship, with manager Slavisa Jokanovic aiming to build on the win at Leeds. He must improve, uh, definitely. Yeah, we can improve. It's, uh, it's our obligation. If we, if we want to be a serious team, 
In League One, Milton Keynes-Dons will have new signing Joe Walsh on the bench at home to Chesterfield. The defender has joined from Crawley. In League Two, Luton welcome back skipper Steve McNulty after a four-match ban as John Still's side go to Bury. Lots of big games at the moment, lots of important games at the moment. Um, there's going to be ups and downs, you know, teams are going to lose, teams are going to draw, you know. So all you have to do, worry about the game that's coming up, do your best you can. When it's over, let's worry about the next one. Stevenage will have to make a change up front at home to Plymouth with striker Chris Beardsley suspended after his red card on Saturday. And third-placed Wickham go to Tranmere, his manager Gareth Ainsworth. It's the stage of the season where everyone's beating everyone. You know, People are scrapping for their lives, people are trying to get in the playoffs, people are trying to just consolidate mid-table. And it's, uh, it's going to be plenty of twists and turns yet, believe me. And uh, just hopefully we can be among that top eight, definitely. You know, we want to stay around the playoffs at least. And you can follow all tonight's action on Three Counties Sport from seven. The Football Association plans to enter men's and women's Great Britain teams for the 2016 Olympics. It had previously ruled out the move. Tributes are being paid to the former Tottenham midfielder Dave Mackay, part of their 1961 double-winning team, who's died at the age of 80. At the Cricket World Cup, Ireland need an unlikely 412 to beat South Africa. And in the Netball Super League last night, Hertfordshire Mavericks lost 56-42 away to the Yorkshire Jets. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. Now, BBC Three Counties Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, joined by not just a radio legend... Uh, no, he's just a radio legend. No, you, Tony Blackburn, you smell fantastic. Yeah, Jean-Paul Jotier. Gautier. Jean-Paul Jotier. Jean-Paul Jotier. Do I smell great? You smell wonderful. I, I make the effort for you, particularly on these mornings. You know, when I, and I was very glad when I got invited in because otherwise that would have all gone to waste. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's so nice to have you in. The reason we're doing this is you popped in the other week because yeah. we were we were playing some of your songs. And by the way, Chop Chop is now the the anthem of this show. Yeah, Timbo. Uh, and we thought it would Classic. be nice. It, well, yeah. Yep. We thought it would be nice if you came in. And and had a proper um well if we had a proper chat with you yeah because uh, you you work everywhere you work on so many yeah. different stations on the bbc on commercial mm. all over the place but um i i don't really know anything about you tony mm. and i don't know if people do know anything about you can i just before we get into this chat uh oh uh He's just say that being a music man i was uh, i've listened to your show for a long time now yes and never had any complaints can i make one complaint this morning <laughs> would that be all right if i made just yeah, one please complaint? do go on yeah and i know you you like me don't like getting criticism because there are no. loads of people up there that yep, tell yep. you you can't do this you can't do that the and you tell them basically to you know jog on yes. yeah um and, and that's fine. Uh, but uh, this morning I was enjoying You Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, and suddenly, right in the middle of it, you went to a, a damn report, a, a motorway report. What is more important at this yep. time of the morning? People, all right, yep. traffic jams or coming to the end of the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Do you know whose fault that was? Who was that? Catherine Ball, the producer. No. Um, I was doing... I had the timing perfectly. We were yeah. about to go into travel and she said, you've got to play a song. Well... So, oh, come on, guys. We change all know your how producer. It goes. We all know how it goes. <laughs> Again? There's no one left. That's to beg me. No, I take that back. I take that back. I'm going to... Put your headphones on. Yeah. Uh, Justin's on the line as well. Morning, Just. Hey, good morning, guys. Now, we take both of us genuinely... Uh, we got very excited by this. Mm. So I'm going to leave your line open, Just. Fine. And you can chip fine. in whatever you want. Tony, I tell 
tell you what. Yep. I'm gonna. Can I just throw some names at you? Yes. First of all, because I'm guessing you've worked with everyone. Yeah. And just whatever pops into your head. Yep. The Beatles. The Beatles. Uh, well, I saw the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, I worked with on, on top of the pops. Uh, I've met. Uh, let me see. Paul McCartney. I've interviewed Paul McCartney. Yeah. Very nice man. And I saw them for the very first time uh, in Bournemouth uh, in 1960 something or other. Yeah. At a place that is now a car park. <laughs> uh, it was the Winter old, Gardens. All of these Bournemouth. old venues are car parks. They now, are car or, parks. Or Liddles or something. Well, at least they're useful, aren't they? What was uh, What was McCartney like? Uh, very I, nice. Really. I wrote to him. I wrote to him uh, I, I, in an email when I worked for another radio station, asking him for money, because I reckon over the years I've uh, played loads and loads of their records, yeah, yeah. and they owe me run about a million and a half. Wow. And when's that When's that cash coming? through? Well, he, d- he didn't reply. Hey. Yeah. See. And I, I I mentioned it to him on the interview. And he said to me, he said, I didn't get your email. So I said, well, if I emailed you again, would yeah. that make any difference? And he said, no. What's his email? Paul McCartney at yahoo.co.uk or something, like something like that. Yeah, something like that. Kenny Everett. Kenny Everett, yeah. Yeah, and what was he like? Kenny Kenny was very, very odd. <laughs> <laughs> but he was lovely. Lovely man. Was, he, was he hard work? Because I imagine that, that, that people like that, that are, and he was brilliant. Yeah. But I imagine they can be, people like that can be a bit annoying at times, can't they? Just relentless and well, full on. He, he wasn't really annoying. A very shy man. Very, very shy oh. person. And we fell out a little bit, to be honest with you, in 1967. Uh, oh. We read in the New Music Express that we didn't like one another. Oh, and which was not true. And he he thought that that was true, and I tried to make up with him. And then one day we went out with my agent, mm. and it was her 60th birthday, and he loved my wife, Debbie, and uh, he liked her very much indeed. And he spilt some red wine over himself, and he blamed me for it. He said, you did that on purpose. And my wife said, no, he didn't. And he gave me a big kiss, and we made up. Wow. And that was about two years before he passed away. Oh, yeah. man. Because he yeah. was brilliant, it's wasn't he? a little he? bit boring or not? No, no, this is no, great. I'm loving it. Yeah. Honestly, this is great. He was brilliant, wasn't he? You don't... Yeah. Th- I'm trying to think. There aren't any um, mavericks like him. No, he was great. Anymore. Yeah. yeah People great. are trying to do something a little bit different. Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, Pirate Radio. How did Pirate you get into that? I loved it. Uh, read an, uh, an article in the New Musical Express wanting disc jockeys just applied for the job. But what were you doing before that? I was a dance, uh, I was a singer and a musician in a dance band in Bournemouth uh, at the Bournemouth Pavilion Ballrooms. Right. And also studying, I've got a diploma in business studies. Sorry? I was. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm not as sick as you thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a diploma? Yeah, yeah. HND, a high national diploma in business, Flippin law and uh, economics and things like that. So yeah. you're a brain box? Yeah. But so, okay, so you're a singer in a bat. What instrument were you playing? Uh, guitar. Okay. Uh, and and what, yeah. when was this? Sort of 64? 60, no, this was uh, 1960. Oh, okay. Uh, 60, 70, and 80. Yeah. And who were your. No, not 60, 70, 80. Uh, 60, 61, 62, and then I joined Radio Carol. Uh, okay, so who were your um, your influences musically then when oh, you were in a band? Presley. Really? Yeah, Elvis Presley. I uh, not only look like him, but I sound like him very much. In fact, I think I like to think he was influenced a little bit by some of my <laughs> early recordings. We'll have some. <laughs> That's what I like to think. Well, and Bobby V as well. Bobby V. Bobby V. What did Bobby, did Bobby V sing? Blue Velvet. What was? No, uh, that was... Bo- Bobby V sang uh, "The Night Has a Thousand Eyes" oh. and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And so you were doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you just saw an advert saying, yep. "Oh, we want DJs." Yes. And you just went and for it. I applied it. for it. Yeah. What did you have to do in the audition? I had to introduce four records. Yeah. And they were all. I introduced four Beatles records for some reason. Okay. And then I went up to Caroline House and uh, I got the job on the Friday and I was on the ship on the Wednesday. And how long were you out at sea for? In, in, in what, how long were the chunks? Two. We did two weeks on and a week off, and uh, so it worked out nine months a year at sea. 
That's so, you know, it sounds awful. It was lovely. It was great. What were the conditions like? What was your, your room like? Uh, it was a very small little cabin. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had it, and uh, and it was great. Great out there. I loved who, it. Who were you sharing with? Were you, were I, you was, sh- I was sharing with... Um, uh, somebody that uh, we can't mention anymore. <laughs> well, it's a little tricky, yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, and then I shared my cabin with another person that we can't mention very well. well, well Denning and Savile, I'm assuming. Was it was what? it was it Chris Denning and, and Savile? Were they the? No, no. Chris Denning and uh, somebody starts his with D. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we yeah. can we can half mention him. Yes. Um, no, Savile wasn't out on the ship. Savile didn't no. go out on the ship, but Denning was, of course. And Den- yes. it, 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 well, I've got to ask. It must be weird, and we don't need to go into specifics. Yeah, no, it's all right. But these people that you have worked with yes um getting getting taken getting you know that their horrible pasts coming yes. up that must be really odd for you to Very see odd. that happen and the only problem with it is of course we're all tarred with the same brush a yeah. little bit from that era so everybody waits for you you know it, it's crazy mm. yeah it's lots crazy. of episodes of top of the pops that can never be uh, shown again well that's true yes here's yeah. a question gary glitter okay yeah uh, and I we won't dwell on this too much I we'll get back gary to the fun glitter, stuff yes I, I was a big gary glitter fan huge gary glitter yeah, fan and i saw him in concert and i met him and i, I you know what's yeah. coming out is obviously horrible but musical history is being rewritten mm-hmm. and if you have a top 10 c- countdown from 1975 for example on radio 2 mm. the the host will say uh, we'll just skip number 9 if it was gary glitter yes. do you want to touch they'll just yep. skip it yeah. what do you think about that do you think we should erase him completely from musical history or well, it's difficult because he was so uh, much of a big part of it wasn't he it's, yeah. it's, uh, and also those songs that he made were terrific for disco dancing mm. and things uh, just great songs i mean they all sounded the same rather yeah. but he was a great a great showman wasn't he yeah. i mean i had no idea i mean i was doing uh, junior choice at the time you know the and um, you know he was a he was a guest on the program and uh, it, it's just tragic, yeah. you know. People who do those sort of things, well, you know, it's, it's awful. And uh, I, uh, but it didn't. Uh, the, the the thing is that all these people now, it doesn't reflect what it was like in the in the sixties. No, no, because Radio One, when I went there, it was a beautifully run station. The people were great. Yeah, and it was one of those things. So it wasn't all like that. It was. No. It, it just wasn't. Uh, Justin, mm, yes, you've, boss. you've taken this to the streets, haven't you? I have. I spent the last hour talking to Tony Blackburn fans. Boy, they Did are you special. Find any? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we found them. Oh, nice. uh, we've got four questions here coming up for you. Yeah. Um, they get weirder. And oh. we also oh. have a German perspective oh. uh, as a part German of these questions. Yes, that is a, a, a social question for you. Yeah. But uh, question number one, we've kind of touched upon it already, but uh, there's a nice compliment in, in here as well yeah. for you. So uh, take a listen to question one. Tim, you're a huge Three Counties fan. Uh, listen to Ian every morning. Also, Tony Show. What is your question to the main man, Tony Blackburn? What made you do it? <laughs> what, what made you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> what got you into it in the first place? How did you start? Uh, we just done his that, voice we? on the radio. What does it do to you? Because when I hear it, straight away, it lifts me. What does it do to you? Yeah, it's very commanding. It's, it's got commanding. It, it demands your attention. Very, com- you're very commanding. Very commanding. Very commanding. commanding. Yes, yes, very. Is this Did from you- the German? <laughs> I don't think that was no. the German. The German perspective is coming, Tony. Oh, I see. Was um, it, what, at what point, Tony? Because yeah. obviously, you, what you were a singer, and you released some singles, and mm. uh, you, then you became a. De- what point did kind of DJing take over, and you go, "Oh, actually, this is this is what I'm going to do." Right for from the word go. Really, yeah, you loved I loved it. it. Yeah. Why? So, 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 um, well, it's, you know what it's like. You sit down in front of a microphone, and it's just fun. It's just 
absolute fun, and I've, uh, you know, I enjoyed talking nonsense. I ended Not up that here, you do, of course. Well, no, no. But most <laughs> of it is, I ended up doing this job by accident. If I'm yeah. completely honest, yeah. I ended up doing this job because I couldn't get any more TV work. And really? Yeah, and then I was offered a gig at LBC, a London station, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, okay. It turned out I really, really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and I, I'm half decent at it. I think I can kind of just about You're put very it good off. At it. Well, but may God bless you, sir. Uh, but it, it was. It, it seems an odd career to want to follow. I love it now. I'm doing yes. it, and, but I, I prefer yeah. it over TV. I prefer it over anything yes. else. But it is just—it is just messing around, isn't it? It is. It's, me- it's messing around. I mean, there are certain stations where you can't do it, and uh, most of the commercial stations won't let you be a personality anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. But BBC, we're lucky. You know, people let us get on with it, and uh, there are always people who want to change what you do. And I think the best thing to do. And if I was running a station, I'd say, if you hire somebody for what you do, let them do it, and don't don't mess around, and don't don't tell somebody you can't do something. How did you get the, get the gig from uh, doing pirate radio? Yeah. Was, well, you, you were, like, like, were considered to be like pop stars as well, weren't you? The, yes. the, the DJs yes, in pirate we radio. Is time, it true yeah. that there would be girls waiting at... Sh- <laughs> His eyes bulged. You tell me what you want to tell me. You tell, uh, no, no, you know, no. uh, That there would be girls waiting at shore for you when you, you, know, when you had your little breaks off Not in my ship. case. <laughs> really? Oh, come on. You no, were no, a good yes, fella. Yes, of course you did. Yes, yeah, yeah, lots of people. We were built up in those days like uh, pop stars. Uh, they didn't know what... Uh, the people didn't know what we looked like in those days, of course, until we got on television uh, at Radio 1. But yes, with Radio 1, and it was massive. I mean, uh, we were built up like the pop stars. And what you were doing was... Rev- Revolutionary because yeah. because there was you know people uh, there are a thousand you can turn on a digital radio yeah. there are a thousand music stations mm. but before the pirate stations there was nothing well, yeah. there was the, the the home service or the light program the, light program. the home service and Radio Three I I started off on the light program uh, with a program I used to be on for three quarters of an hour every week yeah a lot of people thought that was too long <laughs> <laughs> and it was called midday spin and what did you play on midday spin <laughs> well I I, I played um, I. I, I played pop records. Yeah, it was really a tryout for opening up Radio One. That's yeah. what it really was. You okay. know, I got I, I had a, a very um, a, a terrific manager called Harold Davison who handled Frank Sinatra and all those people. Wow. And when the ships were coming to an end, he said he, I was introduced to him by a guy called Tony Windsor, who was a head disc jockey on Big L Radio London. Yeah. And uh, Harold said to me, he said, I think the time has come to come off the ships. I'd love to manage you, and I'll make you the top disc jockey in three months. And I said, Well, that would be lovely. And he did it in two months. Wow. Because he said there's a radio station called Radio One opening up and the BBC... Hold that thought. I've got to do business, as you know. Uh, Justin, Mm. this is good, isn't it? It's great. It's fantastic. (laughs) You you never hear Tony talking like this. No, you never do at all. Justin, stay there. Uh, Tony, stay there. I've got to do a little bit of business. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M southbound, it's very slow between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. And looking at the cameras on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow from Junction 21 for the M1 to Junction 19 for Watford. In Beaconsfield on the Amersham Road, that's looking very slow on the speed sensors between Longbottom Lane and London Road. And on the trains, Chilton Railway are reporting 10-minute delays between Amersham and Marleybone. And Virgin Trains are reporting 10-minute delays through Litchfield-Trent Valley because of a signalling problem. On the underground, the Metropolitan Line has minor delays delays now because of a signal failure earlier on at Moore Park. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. 7.45, these are your news headlines. A worker at Yarlswood Immigration Detention Centre in Bedfordshire has been suspended after a guard was secretly filmed calling inmates caged animals. And teachers, social workers and counsellors could face up to five years in prison if they ignore suspicions of child sexual abuse. Coming up, we'll have more from Tony Blackburn, but first of all, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. One or two showers around this morning, but it looks like in the most part they have cleared out of the way. You may still get one or two fairly intense ones out towards parts of Bedfordshire, for example, just making their way eastwards. But hopefully within the next hour or so they should have cleared out. We could still get one or two isolated ones, but you'll be fairly unlucky. It's a drier picture through the rest of the day with some really nice sunny spells. We're hanging on to the brisk westerly wind, though, which will make things feel cooler than the predicted 9 Celsius uh, maximum. Overnight tonight, dry and clear. The wind falls a little lighter, just enough to perhaps get a frost out in the countryside. Towns and cities likely to hover above zero. But for tomorrow, a chilly start. The wind is lighter. Some really nice sunny spells tomorrow. And the temperature finally sneaking up into double figures at 10 Celsius as a maximum. That's 50 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Some of the, we're talking about Sky News, dear listeners. Where Tony and I both uh, appeared on there reviewing the papers, and it depends what producer you've got as yeah. to whether you can do the kind of light-hearted stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Or some go, yeah, but we want something a little bit heavier, mm. a little bit heavier, yes, please. Yeah. I think I think when you wake up in the morning, you want to have fun. Don't you think so? You don't want to be bought down so. the press. Not everybody thinks that, judging by the emails and the texts that we get really? to this show. Uh, Biggers is on the line. Morning, Biggers. Hello, me old Mac and me old fruit, me old Charlie. Hello, hey, boss. You're through to Tony Blackburn. Ah, oh, the legend that is, yeah? Yeah, what you got for him? Um, I've got a two-part question, if it's OK with Tony. Um, yeah. What's his favourite... Um, has he got a favourite, you know, artist or group or whatever band that he's ever met? And has he ever met the king? Um, no, I haven't. I haven't met Elvis. Uh, my favourite artist is Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Love Marvin oh, Gaye. He's a legend as yeah. well. And uh, I love Frankie Beverly and Mays. Who? Frankie Beverly and Mays. I don't know who that is. Mays. Joy and Pain. Joy and Pain. Oh, yeah. And Mays, yeah. yeah. Do you know the one? Yeah, I do know that one. Thank you, Biggers. You know the one, do you, Cass? Yeah. Go on, then. Well, see, he just sang it perfectly well. Love is the key. Yeah, loads of them. Speaking loads of foreign language, did you ever meet Marvin Gaye? No. Oh. It's the only, only Motown act I've never met. Really? I met, I, I've met. toured with Dinah Ross and the Supremes. Do you mean you've toured with her? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, I did a national tour with Dinah Ross and the Supremes. What, you singing or comparing? No, oh, no, I wasn't singing. No, no, OK. I wouldn't want to sing with... <laughs> she, <laughs> I, was, I was comparing. She was hard work, wasn't she? She was a, Even no, then, she, she was a bit of a diva, wasn't she? She was all right. She, I found her all right, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's, she's once again a very shy person. You know, she wears those big dark glasses now. Yeah. She's apparently disappearing behind them now every time she comes to the country. Yeah. Bigger and bigger. Smokey Robinson? Smokey Robinson. I met him uh, this summer, actually. Yeah. He's got the most amazing piercing eyes. He has, hasn't yeah. he? That's the thing. He's lovely. Uh, uh, the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys. Ever met, met the Beach, Beach Boys? Boys? Yeah, I met the Beach what Boys. What were they yeah. like? Fabulous. Yeah, fabulous. I've just I've always found the big... The only person I didn't like was Frankie Valley. Oh, why? What was Frankie Valley? He like? was a little so-and-so. I went up to him um, at, at <laughs> Radio 2. At Radio 2, this was, uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And the very first record I played was Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons Big Girls Don't Cry. No, sorry, uh, Ragdoll. Ragdoll, yeah. So I went up to him and I said, hello, uh, Mr. Valley. I said, uh, my name's Tony Blackburn. I said, um, yeah, I work here at Radio 2. And I said, um, the very first record I played was uh, yours, Big Girls Don't Cry. And he couldn't have given a damn. Really? He just turned his back. I thought a little sod. I felt like kicking him in the nuts. Oh, <laughs> 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 I wish I had. He was the right height. He's wee, isn't he? Oh, he's wee. Small. Uh, Justin, you got another yeah. question for us. Question two, please. Uh, so, some of these questions are very bizarre, but it leads on nicely uh, from what you were saying there about Frankie Valley and what you wanted to do to him. Yeah. Here is question number two. Mandy, how are you today? I'm good. Okay, you have a very important question for Tony. <laughs> <laughs> What's your question? Uh, do you even wear underpants? Do I? Well, do I? What? I mean, I, oh. I think knowing Tony, I think he he probably does. 
wear underpants. Do I but, wear um, underpants? We'll yes, I do. Do, okay, do you wear underpants, Tony, or do you go commando? No, I wear underpants. Why fronts, boxers, trunks? What have you got? Uh, I've got, uh, uh, I don't know what they are, sort of like a trunk sort of thing. They're very, very good support. <laughs> um, <laughs> have to be. Uh, but um, <laughs> I've got a very nice pair of um, oh, Superman uh, shorts as well, which I wear sometimes. Well, we've seen you in your onesies. <laughs> oh, yeah, the onesies. He's constantly wandering around I love them. the office in uh, Animal One. Which ones have you got? Oh, I've got a Tiger one. I've got a Superman one, Batman one. i got everything. I love onesies. I think Al- they're great. Speaking of pants, <laughs> Alan's on the line. Morning, Alan. Morning, Tony, morning. How are you, Tony? Oh, Tony, very you well, thanks. You are an absolute legend. In the 80s, <laughs> I used to follow you around. Oh, uh, cool you used to work for Radio London, didn't you, with Paul Wolf, uh, Steve Wolf? I still and do. You actually, and you actually you actually come to Dunstable, didn't you, in the Crown in Dunstable on a Tuesday, Wednesday night? Well, well, what, he's hardly going to remember the exact night that he did it, Alan. Yeah, it was a Wednesday night. Oh, okay. really yeah, it was a Wednesday laugh. night. It was uh, about, I was on a stage about midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What made me laugh, we was at the Hammersmith Palais with my yeah. girlfriend, and you actually stripped down your underpants, which really made me laugh. Bit turn you on a little bit, did it? Uh, no, it's, uh, well, my, my my girlfriend at the time actually said, can you go and get some underpants, like Tony Blackman? <laughs> why, did, why did you do that, Tony? I just like to. Tony, 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 listen. Tony, talking about Mays, talking about Mays, because yes. I like Mays as well. I actually see Mays and Frankie Beverly in the Anaheim Stadium in Los Angeles. Really? And what really made me laugh, what really made me think, I was the only white guy there. Well, that that is a strange thing, isn't it? He does attract the uh, the wider audience a little bit more. Did you ever come to the um, the National Cup Kilburn? I used to do every uh, uh, Christmas, and I might do it again this year actually. Uh, the erotic, yes, yes, the erotic yes. balloon dance. Yes, yes. Oh. I, I followed you. I followed you around for two seasons because I, I even remember <laughs> you done the Dole Soul night out of the Hammersmith Palais. Yeah. I know the only way you get a ticket is if you've got a Dole card. I had to go and borrow my mate's Dole card so I can go get a ticket. Al- I don't remember that. <laughs> Alan's a bit of a stalker. We'll pass it. Alan, thank Lovely. you. We're going to pass your details on to the police. You did the balloon dance. Hey, pass them on to me. I need all the stalkers I can get nowadays. <laughs> so the Radio One gig, the, the, yeah. the Pirates, they kind of managed to sort of close them down or, or, or make them almost redundant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Radio One. Was it was it breakfast you were doing on Radio One? Yeah, breakfast show. I did the first breakfast show. How well, yeah. that must have been because um, the eyes of the world were on that. Well, 20, they? twenty million audience every every morning. You know, it was eye boggling, really. Flipping it. Yeah. So, I, but there was nothing else to listen to. Really? Yeah. You know, there no commercial radio, no local BBC stations in those days. There was just Radio 2, which, funnily enough, in those days, it wasn't the, the, the biggest one. It right. is now, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, how long did you do The Breakfast Show for? Uh, five years. Then, uh, annoyingly, Noel Edmonds appeared. Oh, <laughs> people forget that he was big on the radio oh, as well. Yeah. He was, and, and very, very good as well, you know. How long did you stay at Radio 1 for? At what point? Did you get years. Did you get booted out or did you leave I sort of, uh, well, I sort of got booted out, really. Right. Uh, when your contract isn't renewed, it's the same thing. Yeah, really, yeah, 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 yeah. I found out from the uh, commissioner at the BBC. I went in one morning. The fellow on the door? Yeah, and he said to me, he said, oh, Tony, we are going to miss you. And oh. I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, he said, yeah, at least I knew. Then. <laughs> and it is it is part of the business. People yes. come in and out of fashion. And you, the last job I left was, was uh, uh, absolute. And the fellow said, we're yep. not going to renew your contract. And I sure. shook his hand and thanked him for the opportunity and walked out and had a little cry. And that's yes. kind of what it happens. What it is. The main um, thing is not to get into an argument with somebody who sacks you because uh, eventually they re-employ you again. It's happened to be over and over it again. It all goes in a cycle. Yeah. You yeah. became, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, no, you right. did become a bit of a joke for a while with the whole smashy nicey yeah. thing. That must have been quite tough 
Was that well, tough for not you? really, because I think the thing is that I used, I'm sort of, um, I used to get terrific audiences on Radio One, but nobody liked me. <laughs> and uh, you know, you have these evaluation figures. You get terrific figures, yeah, but everybody's yeah. irritated by you. <laughs> it's changed round now a little bit, and so um, people have sort of got used to me now. But they don't get many figures. They do. Yeah, no, actually, I'm very lucky. I luckily get the figures as well now yeah. for, on on Radio Two, which is lucky. Um, no, I think what it is is that I used to go out there as a young guy at uh, 24, 25, stand on a stage and say, I'll stand here a moment and let you admire me. Now, I was joking. Now I still do it, and they see, you know, I've practically fallen apart. You know, it's practically a dead man walking. And um, and you, you sort of... <laughs> <laughs> and they get the joke. But I've, I've never taken myself seriously, you see. Uh uh, Justin, mm. the dog was Arnold, I think. Was it Arnold? Arnold the dog. Was that yes. Arnold the dog? Well, he, yeah, Arnold the dog. Yeah, he, he's he's dead unfortunately, but I've had him stuffed and he's nodding in the back of the car. Do, do you did, did you mount him? Uh, no, I've never mounted. <laughs> no. Catherine, you're waving your hand. Ev, yeah, I've got a text here from Go Ev on. in Luton who says, who claims, and I want you to verify yeah. this for me. Uh, he saw you at Kilburn and you stopped Stevie Wonder walking off the stage. Um, on the very first, uh, it was my idea, these soul nights out, and uh, the very first night, Stevie Wonder turn, turned up out of the blue, and um, Dave Pierce, who was the guy who was in charge of getting the acts on and off, he came onto the stage and he said to me, he said, Stevie Wonder's turned up. He came on to thank me for playing Motown records, and he said he'd like to come on and sing, and I said, fabulous, and I did do a, a number with him. Did you sing with Stevie yeah, Wonder? Yeah. What did you sing? I can't remember now. He, but he, he wasn't going to walk off the stage and you saved his life. No. That didn't happen. No, no, okay. no. Daily Will he just came on and sang and then he went off. What did, do you remember what he sang with him? I can't remember, actually, well, but chop, he was chop, slightly chop. out of tune. <laughs> <laughs> he made you look bad. Yeah, Unbelievable. Exactly. Justin, question number three, please. Yeah, all about the length, and uh, oh. this one's quite a good one, actually. Oh. Uh, here is question number three. Oh, dear. Anne, you are a huge Tony Blackburn fan, aren't you? What is your Thank question you, for the T-Dog back in our <laughs> studio? What's the longest song you've ever played? The longest song. <laughs> What's that? The MacArthur part. That's quite a long song. What's the longest song? Richard Harris. Song we'll put the question played. to well, him. Well, I've got it. I've got a record. And uh, I think we'll also ask Sorry. him, was there a reason that he played a long song? Was he feeling unwell? Okay. Thank you very much. What's the longest song you've ever played, Tony? Um, was, was it so you could nip out for a wee or something? No, that, that, that one is always for, uh, let me see, it's Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> which is a very, very good record. It's a very long record. And I actually told, um, who's, who's the, the singer? Um, Freddie Mercury. Freddie, no, not Freddie Mercury. Well, the, Brian May. Brian May, that's yes. right. Uh, my, my wife's very friendly with his wife, and I told Brian May that I'd never heard the record because I use it to, to go out and have a wee, <laughs> which is true because I don't like like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody very much. I don't like Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's no. always voted the number one rubbish song. Rubbish, no, it's not rubbish, Ray. It's a silly thing to say that. Uh, you, how old are you now? Seventy-three. Seventy-two. Seventy-two. Yeah. Um, that you're working probably, I would imagine, in terms of radio shows you do mm. more than you have ever done. Yeah, I'm doing quite a few, which I, I love it. Yeah. Kelly, very oh, the longest quickly. record, by the way, Crown, the Crown. Yeah. Oh, Gary Bird. Yeah, Gary Bird. Bird. Kelly, Those very quickly, 12 minutes. Tell me, Tony Blackburn was talking to you once about the, the stations he was working at, and. and yeah, he was. You were listing all the stations that you worked for, and mm. I think you got to about five, and you couldn't remember the sixth one. You were like, "Oh, what? What? Where is it?" And I said, "Is it this one where you're standing?" And you were like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Well, ever... This is the most important one. Yeah, but God bless you. You, ne you must have never, never thought that you'd, you'd be working this much at, at 72, no. 73. I mean, no, you... not really. You're gonna quit? 
No, no, no. I, I, I really, I, I couldn't bear this sort of retiring. No. We want to hope that that fade is open what? when you, you croak it. Wow. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's what he wanted. That's, that's an awful thing to say, but in a strange sort of way, it's very flattering. <laughs> we got time for the very last question, Justin. Yeah. Shall I just press play? Yeah. Go Here on. we go. Let's get the German perspective. Uh, Jürgen, uh, also a big Tony Blackburn fan, half a century as a broadcaster. What is your question to Tony Blackburn? Uh, how do you think the society in England has changed uh, over the last 20 years? 20 years? Or 10 years, 5 years. 20, 10 or 5? <laughs> OK, we'll put that question to him. Thank you very much. OK. It's a great How's German perspective. How has the society changed in the last 5, 10 or 20 years? Um, well, I, oh God, that's deep, isn't it? Why are all Germans called Jürgen? Um, <laughs> I think I think probably we're we're not as we're not as kind to one another and we we don't have the as we used to be. I yeah, think I, the, I think that's it. And we, we you know we don't we don't respect one another quite as much. It's a Tony, shame. I think you are on. What do, do you think? You probably don't know what time you're on on this station, do you? What time is it on? Nine o'clock on Saturday. Nine o'clock on Sunday. On Sundays. Yes. Tony, it's been. Yeah. You're such a nice. But it's oh, so thank you very honestly, much. I, 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 Justin and I do it again, boss. We've got to do this again. Any time. We have been fifteen-year-old fanboys. Literally, I can't believe he's going to come in. I can't believe we're going to have a proper chat with him. Tony, it's such a pleasure to work with you. Boss. Thank you. Let's get some of this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In High Wycombe on Marlow Hill, it's looking very slow in both directions. On the A1M southbound, it's looking very busy between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. And the M25 anti-clockwise is very busy too, from Junction 21 for the M1 towards Junction 19 for Watford. On the trains, Virgin are reporting 10-minute delays through Litchfield, Trent Valley because of a signalling problem. And on the underground, the Metropolitan Line has minor delays because of the signal failure earlier on at Moor Park. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Don't worry, Tony's keeper has come and escorted him off the premises. How cool was that, huh? Thank you for all of your questions. Let's get the news. Here's Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, the headlines, Yarls would work as suspended after undercover filming, public officials could be jailed for ignoring abuse, and Watford MP highlights school's recruiting problem. BBC Three Counties Radio. A worker at Yarlswood Immigration Detention Centre in Bedfordshire has been suspended after a guard was secretly filmed calling inmates caged animals. The footage was filmed by an undercover report of a Channel 4 at the centre run by private firm Serco. The company say they have ordered an independent review the Home Office say these are serious and disturbing allegations. Bedford Councillor Louise King chairs the local Yarlswood Health Review Committee. It was certainly very shocking. Uh, it was, uh, didn't make very pleasant viewing at all and um, I was really distressed to see women being referred to in those horrible terms. I don't think all of Serco staff treat the women within the detention centre in that way but, but I'm, I, I certainly think that there needs to be some action taken swiftly. 
Teachers, social workers and counsellors could face up to five years in prison if they ignore suspicions of child sexual abuse. The Prime Minister will outline the tougher sanctions at a summit which will coincide with the publication of what's expected to be a damning report into the grooming and abuse of teenage girls in Oxfordshire. Police in Buckinghamshire say officers involved in the death of a man in High Wycombe in 2008 will face a misconduct hearing as soon as possible. Yesterday, an inquest into the death in custody of Habib Ullah returned a verdict of misadventure. Police will today continue to question two people who've been arrested on suspicion of the murder of the teenager Becky Watts. The 16-year-old vanished from her home in Bristol 12 days ago. A Bedfordshire police inspector has been fined £500 for assaulting a woman but has been cleared of sexual assault. Paul Kelly has been suspended from duty while Bedfordshire police carry out an internal review. More from Jane Killick. Kelly, who's 44 and was based at Bedford before his suspension, hit the woman in London in 1998, causing an injury to her eye. A jury found him guilty of assault occasioning actual bodily harm, but cleared him of six sexual offences alleged to have taken place between 1996 and 2003. The trial took place in December, but can only now be reported after prosecutors decided not to proceed with a second trial. The MP for Watford says a school in the town is suffering recruitment problems because it's unable to offer competitive salaries. Richard Harrington told Parliament the Grove Academy falls just outside the London waiting pay zone. Schools Minister Nick Gibb said the government's introduced measures to help schools in this situation. And our reforms are providing schools with the very real discretion that they need to address any school level recruitment and retention problems that they may have. But as my honourable friend also knows, decisions about the definitions of inner and outer London and the London fringe area are ultimately a matter for the independent school teachers review body. In sport, there's a full football league programme tonight with more key matches for our promotion-challenging sides. Watford host Fulham, MK Dons are at home to Chesterfield, Luton go to Bury, Stevenage host Plymouth, Wickham are away to Tranmere. The weather, scattered showers this morning, sunny spells this afternoon, a maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Oh, man, how cool was that? Thank you, Tony. It is a cracking show. Sunday mornings, 9 o'clock, BBC Three Counties Radio. He smells wonderful. Wonderful. Jean-Paul Jotier. <laughs> I know what we're doing. Hang on a second. Right. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Nice smellers. Call me now. 08459 Ozzy Osbourne. He smells wonderful. Does he? Oh, he smells wonderful. I never smell anybody so fragrant as Ozzy. See, I would think he'd smell a bit clammy. No, no, no. He smells absolutely wonderful. So we can do nice smell, nasty smell, because I bet you've smelled a nasty celebrity in your time. Um, I'm trying to think what celebrities... Does, I mean, they. Um, that's a good question. I'll have to have a little think on that. Oh, I, I heard that Joanna Lumley smelled fags. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can I can but oh wait, four five nine, four double five, five or five, nice smell, nasty smell, please. Yeah. Who smelt good and who smelt not so good? Now we don't do shout outs on this programme. We do not do but, shout outs. But some people have gone the extra mile. Um, oh, right. like Neil Dunkley. Dunkley. Now he tweeted me yesterday to say, Could we give him a little wave on no. the show? Yeah. Be- well, no, because he's no. having, he's having his eye out. He's what? He's having his eye out tomorrow. Wowzers. Yeah. Today or tomorrow? Tomorrow. Well So you know he's So today's just like a normal day for him. Today's like any other day. The last day with both his eyes. Well, it's actually coming out and they're, they're taking they're it, they're keeping it out. Has it, has it been naughty? They're getting rid. I asked him what happened. He said that he, he had an industrial accident. Wow, that three means... Three and a half years ago. Well, hang on a minute. So there's... 
Don't what's his name? Dunkley? Neil. Right, Dunkley, listen. Three and a half years ago, so there's no rush... And today's just an ordinary day. I'm not giving a shout-out to this chancer. He's having his eye out, though. Yeah, not today. And it could have happened three and a half years ago. It's obviously not that bad if three and a half years ago it happened. I think it is quite bad. We can't, but why? I've tweeted to see if he'll come on. He hasn't replied. No, no, he's been replying to me, that's why. Oh, right. You just leave it to me. It's all fine. He could be, for all I know, this Dunkley just... character could be... Uh, you could be Big Bird. He could be Mr Snuffleupagus. No, he's real. Well, you I say that. Snuffleupagus, of course. Yeah, well, I've seen what, him. But, well, it's what Big Bird... Have you seen on Twitter... Mr. Snuffleupagus has only got one follower and his account is locked to private and that follower is Big Bird. I know, isn't that beautiful? Oh, genius. Such friends. Did you have an imaginary friend? Uh, no. Yes. Now. So, uh, D- Dunkley is... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this. I want a photo. I want uh, um, a video of the... I want a... Uh, um, not a gimp. What do they call not, it? A gif? Before you start digging. I want a vine of the removal the, and I want a shot of the eye open with nothing in it. He's Before gonna... I start even considering doing shout-outs for these chances. He may speak to his post-op. It's complicated. Yeah, I bet it is. It's legal. Wowzers. This just got legal. Uh, who smells nice and who stinks, please? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, on to... Uh... Onto slightly more serious things, Serco have suspended one member of staff and been told to carry out an investigation following a Channel 4 News expose of life at Bedfordshire Yarlswood Detention Centre. We'd heard stories, haven't we, Catherine? We've heard lots of stories. I remember we've, we, you know, people have said, oh, well, what goes on in Yarlswood would make your hair, hair curl, but there's been no evidence of it, apart from a few things I've got it, until this, this Channel 4 thing uh, last night. Undercover footage showed a manager referring to detainees as animals and suggesting a guard take a stick in there and beat them up. In another clip, a guard said some of the black women were evil. Well, the revelations coincide with the release of a cross-party, a cross-party parliamentary report into treatment of detainees at Yarlswood. Conservative MP for Bedford, Richard Fuller, is on the panel. Uh, uh, Richard, did you watch the Channel 4 report? And what did you make of the findings? I, I didn't see the report itself because I was at work, but I have seen some of the coverage sub- subsequently, and uh, I think I'm as shocked as uh, I think anyone who would have seen uh, the reporting from the undercover uh, person at uh, at Yarlswood. But it, it sort of draws attention to the fact that when you have a very extensive detention estate for immigration detainees, incidents like this are uh, likely to occur. Uh, it does seem very odd that women, who primarily, who've been trafficked or sexually abused or are escaping absolute horrors, that they're being detained for months, and as, as well as that, possibly not getting the full medical and psychological treatment they need, and, and then also facing contempt from the staff that are there to look after them. Where's it all gone wrong? Well, I think, it, I think it's gone wrong from a point of view of policy. Detention for managing people here who have a failed immigration status was originally brought in as an exception, with the majority being uh, handled in the community. But over the last 20 years, it's gone from being the exception to being the rule. So now we have uh, thousands, tens of thousands of people uh, who go through our immigration detention centres. And we need to look at that policy and change the policy. There are more effective policies for handling people in the community. But I think in terms of staff, let's also remember that the vast majority of staff at Yarlswood and other immigration detention centres today will be going to work, uh, doing their normal 
uh, duty, treating people humanely, and will be as shocked and horrified as the rest of us at what was found out in the Channel 4 News programme. Uh, your report, uh, uh, Richard, what, what does it recommend? It says uh, we need to challenge the uh, assumption in the Home Office that detention should be a first priority. We should now use it as the last resort. It says there are more effective policies, such as those used in Australia, where they have a case management system for people in the community, that we should establish a time limit. We shouldn't put people in detention and not tell them how long they're going to be there, that we should uh, have a, a maximum time limit of 28 days, and that detention centres should be used for what they really are there for, which are removal centres. These should be used for when we're in the situation of people who've used up their all their uh, rights for immigration uh, status in this country, they've they found that they have no rights to be here, to remove people, not as places where we park people for months and months and months on end, causing uh, untold damage, mental health issues. And it also says in our report that there are certain people who should not be detained, women who are the victims of rape and sexual violence and pregnant women. How would you um, uh, prove that women have been uh, victims of sexual violence? Well, it's extremely difficult to know that circumstance. I've asked a number of questions in Parliament to ministers about how they check on the status of people. And, and, and to, a, to a certain extent, you have to take people on trust. And I would say, I would say this, detention is extraordinarily expensive to the taxpayer. It costs us £30,000 a year at least to keep someone in detention. And I would have thought that there are different policies where we can manage people in the community that would cost the taxpayer less. They're actually more effective. You get a higher compliance rate of people when they're managed in the community, when they understand their immigration status has come to an end, that they don't have a right to remain here. You have a higher compliance rate when people are told that and handled in the community for them to return to their home country than you do by not explaining things to people, locking people up for an indefinite period, which is currently the default position in our country. So this is a report, Richard. Uh, what happens next? Will, will these things actually happen? Do they have to be voted on? What's the procedure? Well, I think it, in, before the last last general election in 2010, there was a similar type of campaign to end the detention of children. I mean, can you imagine? We used to detain children, put children in prison for immigration purposes. We, this is part of the culture where you just treat people who, because they're, they're failed immigra immigration asylum uh, seekers, uh, we just treat them as non-people. And when you treat people as non-people, you have things like we saw on Channel 4, this mistreatment of people like we saw on Channel 4. Before the 2010 election, uh, cross-party MPs came together and said, we need to end the detention of children. And that put pressure on the incoming government in 2010 to change the law, and they did change the rules on that. This is the status now. We as a group of cross-party MPs are saying detention, the process of detention for immigration purposes, is costly, it's ineffective, and it's unjust, and we want the next government to change the rules, challenge the assumptions, and conduct a full review that will see us having a more effective policy on immigration detention. Richard, I appreciate your time and your thoughts this morning. Thank you, Conservative MP for Bedford, Richard Fuller. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. We got any texts, Catherine, before we dive into the newspapers? Uh, let's have a look. Why do you not... Why, why do you not just have it open? Well, because I do have it open. Well, well then why have you got to then click... I had to refresh it because Ev is still arguing about what happened with Stevie Wonder and Tony Blackburn. Okay. <laughs> And it's just going on and on. Oh, uh, Ev dear. says, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Well, Ev, is, Ev is suggesting that Stevie Wonder was about to walk off, off of a stage. Off what the edge, him, I guess. What with him being blind. And um, he claims that Tony Blackburn saved his life. Yeah, OK, yeah, that. Or stopped him from falling into the audience. He but, said, yes, he did. While he was singing, Stevie started walking towards the front. 
Maybe Ev. Ev, that's how you interpreted it, Ev. Listen, if, if you'd saved Stevie Wonder, if you'd saved a Mo- Motown legend's life, surely that'd be the first thing you'd say to anyone. He's very, 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 very modest, though. He could isn't be playing he? it down. You're Tony Blackburn. He could be playing it down. Um, we never found out whether it was Lauren or Lauren. 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 Twins. I don't like twins, never like twins. Stop. Yep. My mum's a twin. Don't like my her. My cousins are twins. Don't. We have twins every generation in my family. Don't like them. I think they're weird. The sto- this is in yesterday's paper, but the story here is there is um, a, uh, a white-looking ginger yeah. girl and a um, black girl with frizzy hair, and, oh, you never guess it, but they're twins. Ooh. Yeah, we know this happens. Yeah, it happens, yeah. This is not a pigment of your imagination. Oh. These two sisters are actually twins. Okay. With her fair skin, ginger hair and blue eyes, Lucy could not look different, more different to Maria, who has darker skin, thick black curly hair and brown eyes. The one thing they've got in common, they're both cute. Oh, no, OK, you want to go for that. I don't like twins. Twins are freaky. What are you talking about? They do that thing where they speak in their own language. No, they, don't. they do. That was in Nell. No. That weird film with Jodie Foster. No, and it was also those two women. Which two women? Who would finish each other's sentences. Don't tell me you don't remember the two women. They were uh, they on a par... Hmm? They would what? No, don't go there. Uh, they were on a par with Mr Trebus. They were two old women and they would finish each other's sentences. sentences. And then they were talking like gobbledygook. I remember them going, what? what what's the twins saying? French. And they would... But, but they could understand each other. You've made these people up. No, they're... Someone! Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Who are the creepy old twins? I'm going to come out now as a twin pathizer. I'm four twins. They can be twins for as long as they want. Kath and I both have mothers who are twins. Yeah, yeah well, I don't like them then. But they're not twins, though. No. But they, but they are, are twins. twins. I just think it's weird. And I'll tell you what's weirder is that the parents... Dressing them the same. Dress up twins the same. But then what's even weirder than the parents is when the twins get old enough and they carry on dressing up the same. I'll tell you what's weirder. Freaky shiz, man. There were those two um, male twins that used to work together. They were sort of entertainers oh, with the frizzy hair, right? Yeah, yeah. They married twins. And then didn't they have babies on the same day? But their babies looked like each other. And they had psychic powers. And they travelled through time. And then it never happened. My mum once bought her twin a card and the twin got her the same card. And then for their 50th birthday, they turned up wearing the same dress. Great story. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 Great North Road, it's looking slow in both directions now between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout because of the roadworks that are there. In Sandy, on the A1 London Road, there are queues around the between the Akbar and the Sandy Roundabouts. And looking at the speed sensors in High Wycombe, the A40 London Road is starting to look very busy in both directions. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow from Junction 20 for Kings Langley to 16 for the M40. And the M1 southbound is looking very slow too between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. On the trains, Virgin have possible 10-minute delays through Litchfield Trent Valley because of a signalling problem. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 8.16, it's Tuesday the 3rd of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A worker at Yarlswood Immigration Detention Centre in Bedfordshire has been suspended after a guard was secretly filmed calling inmates caged animals. Teachers, social workers and counsellors could face up to five years in prison if they ignore suspicions of child sexual abuse. And police in Buckinghamshire say officers involved in the death of a man in High Wycombe in 2008 will face a misconduct hearing as soon as possible. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right. We are. 
Hello, good morning, good morning, good morning. You're right, Wheeler. Yes, very well. How are you? Uh, mm, I'm a, you know. But I'll be okay. Great. Good. What's on your show this morning? So, yes, I will be keeping the uh, the chair warm uh, with my body uh, for JVS today. And at nine o'clock, I'm going to be asking, are the police good at dealing with burglary in your experience? Oh. Well, the think tank policy exchange say theft, burglary and shoplifting have virtually been decriminalised because the offences are not treated as a priority by the police or the courts. And MP David Lammy, who I'll be speaking to after nine, he wrote the report and he's told the BBC... When a burglary occurs or a bike is stolen or a phone is taken, many victims will report the theft to the police, but solely as a way to get a crime number for their insurance company. Uh, Meanwhile, the government say, of course, that the police do not turn a blind eye to burglary and they insist that PCCs uh, across the country are doing something about it. Is that true in your experience? Are the police good at dealing with burglary in your experience? The phone lines are open for you from nine. Two of Britain's most senior parliamentarians have vigorously denied any wrongdoing. The biggest news stories mean different things to different people. HSBC has described 2014 as a challenging year after reporting a 17% drop in its annual profits. To us, the biggest stories are what's happening right here in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. A cancer charity based in Steelers says they won't give up even though £5,000 worth of stock was stolen. My little collection tins, that's all gone. Every day, we bring you the things that matter most to you. With news bulletins throughout the day. A memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs could be removed. In-depth discussions. She's proved to the nation that she's actually a human being. She's not an automaton. And online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Local news. When and where it happens. BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. No, 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 no. Now, Gemma has um, <clears throat> tweeted, ha, 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 says Gemma Vokes-Pearson. My mum's twin was recently over from the USA and they decided to dress the same th- one day. Well, that's decided. That's, that's making a conscious effort just to be a lunatic. The thing about twins, uh, does this hold true? There's always a nice one and an evil one. I've got friends who are twins. And boy, oh boy, it was freaky. Um, my, one of my best friends, OK, and uh, this was years and years ago, and he was out and th- there was a knock at the door and it was him. And we're talking to him. It wasn't him. It was his evil twin. The only way you can tell the difference is he's got a slightly bigger nose. And he always wore black. And he was evil. (laughs) Always trying to take over the world. There were twins that worked in Debenhams in Bedford, right? They both worked in the same place and, of course, both wore the same suits. Yeah. And they used to think it was hilarious how they would talk to someone on one floor and then the guy would go up to the next floor and think they were talking to the same person. That makes me want to puke. Uh, Yeah, you're right, Kelly. Say it. Say it. Say it. Ugly twins are the worst. And most twins are ugly because no they're the doubt. same. They're the same person split in half, so they've only got half a person between them. Wow, it's not true. It's true. So they, if you put them together, what's mummy's talking about? If you put and yours, if you, if My you mum's put, really it's true. Twins are ugly. They look a bit weird. If you put them together, they make a full person, quite a good-looking person. But they've had their looks split in half. No. Our mums are non-identical twins. They're not yeah, twins, not, but they are but twins. They are twins. But they're oh, non-identical twins. So right. Are they the twins you like? They're jumping on the twin bandwagon. Dizzy! Yeah, what's happening, Ian? I've got no idea, mate. I'm speaking to a man called Dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I want to talk to you about a story, you know, about when I was young and I went to a concert. You know? This sounds fantastic. Yeah, go on, mate. Oh, Tell me about it. You tell me about it. I don't know it. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try. Well, um, do. Otherwise, it's going to be a bad phone call. 
Okay, then. Here we uh, go. <laughs> what happened when you were young, Dizzy, and you went to a concert? Okay, so I went to a concert when I was young. It was at a festival hall, and uh, and I was sat up the back, and uh, this, uh, well, up the front, actually. Were you at the back or at the front? Stop, stop, no, I was at stop, the back of the stop. front. Dizzy, you're ruining this. I was at the back this. of the front. You are ruining this phone call. Who was playing? What? We need the information. Whose concert was it? Okay, it was a children's concert, and it was with, like, Des O'Connor. Hang on a minute, that's not a children's concert, that's an old people's concert. <laughs> Your nan just said that to trick you. Well, yeah, but he gave me some big shakers, like... So I, hang on so a minute, I hang on a minute, have the police been involved? <laughs> Des O'Connor gave you some big shakers. Yeah, yeah, to shake, you know, because I was well, young. You would. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to get ahead of the game. Yeah. So anyway, right, so, so, so that happened. And I was close to him, and uh, he smelt amazing. <laughs> it was uh, it was incredible. It was like it was possibly a little bit of alcohol, but, but it, it was it was nice. How, no, I'm joking. I'm how joking. old were you, Dizzy? Oh, I must have been about eight. Okay, you know? and, and what and do you... it shaped my life. It shaped my life. It, well, I can tell, mate. <laughs> what do you know? What song you were shaking to? <laughs> Um, do you know what? No. no. No, I think it was the smell. Yeah. Overpowered everything. Was there anybody else on the bill, or was it just Des? No, I, I, do you know what? It's That's all it. really hazy. It was yeah. some kind of... It was an orchestra, yeah. and he was... Maybe he was narrating or something, you know wow. what I mean? That's yeah. the most... But you know twins, right? Yeah, you know mate. twins? Yeah, yeah. Mate. You know, You know uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito weren't actually twins, right? I did not know that, Dizzy, no. OK, good. Because one's evil, one's... Um, I did not know that. Good. Thank you, Dizzy, for that. That's all right, no worries. Take care, man. Yeah, take it easy. Just rocked my world. They were brothers, though, weren't they? Huh? They were brothers. They were brothers, they weren't twins. That Dizzy is... Uh, we've spoken to Dizzy before, haven't we? Yeah. A couple of times. I like Dizzy. Put him in the podcast. Already have. Don't put this fella in the podcast. You're right, Den Den. Good morning. Good morning, Den Den. Now then, talking about smelling, Saturday night, uh, Sunday night. You smelt the Saturdays? No, Sunday night, when we were in that uh, theatre. Oh, yeah, and 50 Christian shades of grey. got hold of a pair of ladies' underpants and oh, smelled no, them. No, oh, no, OK, no. thanks very much. Leave it, Dennis. It's not what you rang in about. Dennis, what did you ring in about? I was saying, I must. I was going to say queer, but I'm not. Um, weird. Yes. Music that, that about you've just been talking to our friend doesn't mean a thing to me. It's just noisy wallpaper. What? Hang on. You're talking about Dizzy talking about Des O'Connor. No, all the sort of songs that your our earlier your earlier guest was putting on. Right. Who are you talking about? Well, what the hell was his name? You. I've forgotten his name already. What, what? It just shows you how important he was to me. What guest? <gasps> TB. You're talking about TB? Yeah. He doesn't... Try and remember his name, Dennis. Well, I say, that just shows you how important he was yeah, to me. Yeah, well, try and remember. Go on. Right. No, hang on. If the police were there with a taser aimed yeah. at you and they said, you have to remember that guest's name or we're going to taser you... What name would you come out with? I'd let them taser me because it'd be exciting. Okay, only, right. So they've got, got a gun. They've got a gun pointed at your um, knees. Never mind what he's pointing at. But uh, try and guess his name. No, I wouldn't bother. I'd, I'd let them taser me, honestly. Anyway. Okay, so so back, Terry, back, so, so Terry Wimwom. Back to back to music, yes. right? Because of my great age, 
But it was, it was only crystal sets when I was a little lad. Oh, flipping. How much longer have you got, Dennis? And I don't mean in terms of this phone no, conversation. I mean in terms of breath. I don't... But why songs and stuff? It's just my noisy well, wallpaper. Well, tell us, then! Noisy wallpaper. I know. Tell us! Right, so... The, type, the type of music I like is like Cavatina or... Uh, or anyway, the one that's about the Spanish Civil War. That's the sort of music I like. One's the one about the Spanish Civil War? What, yeah, Abbas, something Abbas that anyway. It's, it, it was written, actually written in France by someone who'd been thrown out of Spain during the Civil War, which is in the 1936s. Uh, do you know what? I know, the, I know exactly the song. Uh, uh, I think I know the song that you mean. And that, that touches me. I ooh. Is it, yeah. is it this one? Is it this, Dennis? I'm listening. We wish you a reggae no, Christmas. No, we wish no. you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae New Year and a reggae New Year. Hear me now. We wish you a reggae New Year. We wish you a reggae New Year. We wish you a reggae New Year and a reggae New Year. I have different words to that and I can't sing them to oh, you. Oh, hang on a second. Is it the Spanish Civil War? No, but it was Is 1936. It? I know exactly the song you mean. Uh, I've got something I ran away. It was this. Hang on, keep listening, because you, you, you might recognise the next bit. Here we go. Action movies, theatre news. Swinging London. Beat production, soul and blues. Swinging London. Revolution underground. Swinging London. Groupies, hippies, traps around. Swinging London. Swinging London. Kings of fashion, very quiet. Swing 
So was that the song or not, Dennis? No, it was not. Actually, I uh, think that you are a classical music illiterate. I'm sorry. Thank you very much. That's the <laughs> nicest thing you've ever said to me. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow from Junction 24 for Potters Bar to 23 for the A1M at South Mims. On the A1M southbound, that's looking very busy too from Junction 9 for Letchworth towards Junction 7 for Stevenage. And in Sandy on the A1 London Road, that's very busy looking at the speed sensors between Georgetown Road at the Agbar and Bedford Road at the Sandy Roundabouts. On the A1 Great North Road as well, there are roadworks between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabouts making it very slow. And at this, on the speed sensors into High Wycombe on the A404 Amersham Hill that's looking very busy too. On the trains Virgin are reporting 10 minute delays through Glitchfield Trent Valley because of a signalling problem. Samantha Bruff BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A worker at Yarlswood Immigration Detention Centre in Bedfordshire has been suspended after a guard was secretly filmed calling inmates caged animals. The footage was filmed by an undercover reporter for Channel 4. Teachers, social workers and counsellors could face up to five years in prison if they ignore suspicions of child sexual abuse. And police in Buckinghamshire say officers involved in the death of a man in High Wycombe in 2008 will face a misconduct hearing as soon as possible. Yesterday, an inquest into the death in custody of Habib Ullah returned a verdict of misadventure. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a full football league programme tonight with more key matches for our promotion-challenging sides. Watford could welcome back leading scorer Odion Igalo at home to Fulham in the Championship with manager Slavisa Jakanovic aiming to build on the win at Leeds. We must improve, uh, definitely. Yeah, we can improve. It's, uh, it's our obligation. If we, if we want to be a serious team, we must, to, must to improve uh, some things in our, our game. In League One, Milton Keynes-Dons will have new signing Joe Walsh on the bench at home to Chesterfield. His manager, Carl Robinson. It's been someone that we've looked at for, for a while now. Obviously, when, you, when we lost Shawnee Williams, we've never replaced a left-footed defender to either cover Louis or to cover Casey. And that's what it'll be for the rest of the season. With uh, the, the, the suspensions that Kyle and Casey get themselves caught up in, it, it's good cover. In League Two, Luton welcome back skipper Steve McNulty after a four-match ban for the trip to Bury. Goalkeeper Mark Tyler could return after a two-match absence. Steve Nitch will have to make a change up front at home to Plymouth with striker Chris Beardsley suspended after his red card on Saturday. Third-placed Wickham go to Tranmere and you can follow all tonight's action on Three Counties Sport from seven. In Conference South, Hemel Hempstead go to Staines and a majority of League One and League Two clubs are backing a proposal to allow Premier League B teams to participate in the Johnston's Paint Trophy. In golf, Podrick Harrington has won the PGA Tour event in Florida, his first title in seven years. Wobens Ian Poulter had looked set to win but hit five balls into the water. I've handed one away this week and, you know, it's going to hurt because, you know, making triples and doubles just 
just doesn't get it done, and it's a shame. I shouldn't do that. I mean, I'm, I don't make a bogey in round three, and it's pretty flawless, and then three soft shots have, uh, have cost me. And in the Netball Super League last night, Hertfordshire Mavericks lost 56-42 away to the Yorkshire Jets. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at 9. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Simon. Uh, if you've just tuned in, you've missed the uh, revelations that the uh, that the radio legend Tony Blackburn hated Frankie Valley and wanted to quotes kick him in the nuts. You've missed that. It's a true fact. I mean, normally Ian will elaborate um, and make stuff up. That's true. That was straight from the mouth of the Blackburn. I mean, wow. I wasn't expecting that. No, because he's normally so... He's, he's professional, he's chirpy, he keeps it light, doesn't he? Uh, well, it well, got dark for a moment. That, that, we're going to work out a way of getting that whole interview out as a podcast, whether it, um, it goes out as a separate podcast or dominates this week's podcast. I, I, I think the whole thing was absolutely wonderful, so we should. Uh, last 30 minutes of the show, before Tim uh, steps in for JVS, uh, we are... Um, uh, what's under your... Ah, yeah, what's under your bed? What's under your bed? Please. Freaky snacks. Uh, my uh, wee Willy Winky is under the bed. You don't really have one of those, do you? Yeah, 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 I do. Wow. I love it. I used to have a... I used to have a this is the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have the nightgown, um, and I used to run all up and down the town until I got arrested. Yeah, you're not allowed to peep at the lot. I don't have the nightgown anymore, but I, I've got a wee Willy Winky. I love it. Did I, it get snagged on a bush? <laughs> grooming. Um, it's, so I'll, I'll bring the wee Willy Winkins. I'll bring the wee Willy Winkins tomorrow. Don't. Don't. Oh, I, it's great, man. It's massive and it's lovely. It's a proper one. I think I got it from Marx's. He's better get it from Marx's back in the day. So uh, that's under there, uh, as was the book on how to do radio, um, some magazines, music magazines, jazz. Uh, no, music magazines. Um, and um, oh, like some, some toys and uh, uh, some headphones and stuff. Have you seen. Oh, and a, and a hard drive. Have you seen the size of Scott Shreddy? Yeah, we're talking freaky foods as well. Right. Every now and again, you might get a little treat given to you by the mass food production unit factory thing whereby you... me, and, me and Kel's going to keep quiet we're going to watch you flounder at this okay. Go on. so you know like um, a Kit Kat that's got no wafer in it or one of these massive hula hoops that apparently can go for £700 on the uh, internet e eBay auction sites or um, a uh, Haribo ring that's got no um, hole in it stuff like that Or you're making a really fun story seem really dull what have you had that's been a pleasant surprise a freaky snack. I like Paul's Paul Norman on Twitter, the petrified chocolate bar. Yes! <laughs> I'm going to retweet that, actually. That's brilliant. Uh, but Scott Balks, yeah, well, he had a, a giant... Um, Shreddy, it was a niner. They hadn't separated off properly. A three by three. Wow. Unbelievable. Hey, my cat food was mouldy. She's been eating it, so, you know, fair play to her. Uh, but dry cat food. And I, I poured some out yesterday, and I thought there was one of them was a bit mouldy. I thought, that's weird. So I put it, and then I poured it out today, and it was all mouldy. My poor little girl. Poor little girl. But she's still eating it. Well, I, ch and I chucked it away once I realised what was mm. going on and uh, give that to the kids. But it was very, very disappointing. OK. So, Freaky Foods, and what's aren't under your pig, bed? And aren't guinea pigs boring? Aren't guinea pigs boring? Um, uh, and uh, good smell, bad smell. Who smells nice? Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Blackburn. Who smells bad? My team. Can I, oh, yeah. can I introduce a sub-phone in from the guinea pigs being boring we, thing? Listen, we can, the thing is, we all know we're just throwing out these phone-ins 
because no one's phoning in, and so the content is us talking about the phone-ins that people will not phone in about. Okay, well, this is because we haven't thrown in the sub the sub phone-in oh, yeah. for the Aren't Guinea Pigs Boring thing. Mm. Has anyone else been told the thing about not keeping guinea pigs and rabbits together? No, you're meant to. Not supposed it's, to. You're meant to. It's company. No, it's not company. The rabbit will abuse the guinea pig in the worst possible way. Not if you... No, you've got to um, get its bits cut off. That Tony Blackburn... Thing is 24 minutes. We could just replay that now. Well, now. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. tempting, isn't it? Yeah. This is the way I want to go. When I go, and it will happen eventually, I'm sorry, guys, girls, children, grandparents, I'm sorry. I will die one day. Not here forever. I know I have many uh, Christ-like qualities, but um, uh, resurrection is not one of them. Well, maybe it is. We don't know that for sure. Oh, get on with it. What? Let's test it out. Missing woman lay dead in her car for oh, five stop years. It. This is a horrible thing. No way. Family thought she wanted to be left alone. Oh my god. This is horrible. And there's no saving grace. A woman lay dead in her car for five years. And hang on. Oh, ah, can you get the um, uh, Halloween theme tune, please? No, don't do this. Why? This Can you get the, Hall- the theme tune from Halloween, please? Am I allowed to, Kath? No. Not for this. For something. For this is. This actually isn't so for you this. You don't need it right now. Well, I need it so I can have it. No. So I like to have it. Don't. I won't do it for this. It goes. Ding 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 ding. Can you get that? And the Twilight Zone music, and um, the uh, X Factor. Uh, X Files. <laughs> The X-Files Factor. There's a show. People come on and tell spooky stories. <laughs> I love that. The X-Files. And if Simon Cowell wets himself, a little bit weak comes out of Simon Cowell, they go through to the next... It goes through to boot camp. People disappear spooky once they've won the X-Factor. That is the X-Files. They go to spook camp. No, we indulge our fantasy, then you can do your little joke. Oh. X-Files Factor. They come out, they do spooky yeah. stories. If yeah. a little bit of weed comes out of Simon Cowell, they go to spook camp. And they still get all the money, so mm. that the amount that goes into stage mm. production goes into their stories. I believe Kath had uh, a joke. A... Joke. A joke. Come on, Kath. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Kath's joke! <laughs> Brought to you by Catherine Boyle! Live from Luton! Not doing it. Kath's joke. Not doing it. What's your name? Ladies and gentlemen, she's very nervous. It's Kath's joke. I'm not doing it. Well, that's a little bit rude, isn't it? A bit selfish, isn't it? Why don't you put the echo on? She might do it then. Okay, yeah. It's Kath's joke. Oh. That's really that is really grumpy. Pam. Maybe it won't Good be morning, funny. Ian. Good morning, Pam. Are you in the shoe? Hello, <laughs> in a shoe. Are you in a shoe? What's that? It's the thing you put on your foot. <laughs> you sound. You why sound. You, you sound very wooden. You... No. No. Okay. <laughs> Would you like Catherine to do her joke? Yes. Okay. Not doing it. No. Sorry. You Pam has asked, and Pam. I uh, like it... Pam. I don't like you two. So <laughs> two to one. Not doing it. Do the jo- oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Would you like Catherine to do her? Joke. Now, he's doing the quote bunnies, Pam, which is very rude, and the only reason he doesn't oh. think it's a joke is because it doesn't involve the word bottom. Oh, <laughs> isn't that nice? said bottom. Can we clip that? <laughs> uh, Pam, what would you like to say? I'd just like to say it was nice to listen to Tony Blackburn on your show. 
He was good, wasn't he? It, it was. He's such a nice gentleman, and I just think he's one of these people um, that um, no one sits down and talks, no one interviews him properly, and I hope you felt that I, I did him justice. Yes, yes, you did. He smells very nice, Pam. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, imagine waking up next to that. <laughs> eh? Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Thank you, Pam. So, what's your joke, Kath? Not doing it. Oh... Did you want me to clip something from that? Yeah, she said bottom. <laughs> she said bottom. See what I mean? This is the level I'm working with. Have you got the Halloween actually music? Funny, the satirical joke. Twilight Zone music or the X Factor? No, Sorry. do you actually do you really X Files? No, no, because no. Not for this. For later date. When for the next time that Justin goes out to get Ev okay. or something. Yeah. A woman. A woman. Please don't do this. What? Please don't do this. This is. It's a really awful story. Well, but it happened in the world. I know, but you're Censorship. Gonna... Oh, liberal lefty BBC. Typical li- liberal lefty BBC. No, but it's, it's the way it's being done. Censorship. Oh, no. What would you like me to do, then? What would you... I was going to get another 19 minutes out of this. What would you like... What, what do you... Uh... Can you do... Just, just do it straight without the sound effects. All right. Or any... A woman. Oh. What? What? What do you expect me to do? I'm trying to I'm trying to do my best here. Your job, that's what I expect you to do. I'm doing it. Go on then. A woman. Oh, don't Alright, no, okay, we won't do it then. We'll do it's this. It's an awful story about how we don't look after each other enough. No, it's about well, a woman that lay dead in the car for five years. No. Oh, because people thought she I wanted leaving alone. Not awful, tragic. Alright, we won't do that then. Is your here we go? This is a good one. Is your sat nav harming your brain? No. They've got two pages out of that. No. But then maybe it is. Scientists warn overuse of modern technology may be linked to memory loss and depression in later life. What? Can't recall a friend's phone number? Press the speed dial on your mobile. Don't know the way to their house? Use a sat-nav. Modern technology has taken the strain off our brains with the answers to so many problems available at the click of a button. Sounds like a good thing, right? It might not be. Is there a dark side? Is is there a dark side to all this convenience? Growing scientific—I I buy into this. Growing scientific evidence suggests a future where our brains may prematurely fail in later life through underuse, thanks to Mother Nature's rule that we use it or lose it. That's a Mother Nature rule. Use it or lose it. Use it. No. What did I say? Use it or lose it. But don't abuse it. Bottom. Huh? Don't use it or lose it. Bottom. I don't know if it necessarily means that. I suppose it could heal over. You too. Bottom. What what does that sound like going into Radio 4? Well, there's, there's, there's uh, there's only one way to find out, of course, isn't there? <clears throat> Bottom. Um, everything was fine. Uh, they were staying uh, in Dubai at uh, the... Uh, Bottom. Unbelievable. And you call, you call us childish. Yeah, I do. Why? Because of that. You did. Like that amuses you more than my hole. very witty joke. Bottom. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Kath, where are you in that hole? You're at the... Bottom. OK. Honestly, what a pair. Of... Bottom. Cheeky. 
You might describe this new threat to our mental health as, and this is good, Ementia. Why would I describe it as that? Memory, memory, memory related problems and even depression linked to our overuse of technology. I know what it's like when I um, lose my Wi Fi signal, I get really angry. Wow, that really is a luxury problem. That's dementia. Some of the wor most worrying evidence of the problems we may be storing up for later life re relate to navigation aids. Research shows our growing use of sat navs stops us using the brain's sophisticated capacity, some of us have that, for mapping surroundings as we pass them and building these impressions into a mental picture. Well, you don't need to do it because you've got um, Stephen Fry telling you where to go, haven't you? We'll have more on that after this. Bottom. Oh, for goodness sakes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there's been a breakdown at Junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potters Pass. There's one mile queues on the approach to that section where the vehicle's broken down. On the A1M southbound, it's very slow from Junction 9 for Letchworth towards Junction 7 for Stevenage. And on the A1 Great North Road, it's looking very busy in both directions through the roadworks between the Black Cat Roundabout and the St Neots Junction. In High Wycombe, looking at the speed sensors on the A40 London Road, that's looking very slow in both directions. And also the A40 Western Avenue is very slow round the Denham roundabout towards the M25. On the Virgin trains, they're reporting 10-minute delays through Litchfield-Trent Valley because of a signalling problem. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Right, it's 8.46. It's uh, Tuesday, the 3rd of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A worker at Yarlswood Immigration Detention Centre in Bedfordshire has been suspended after a guard was secretly filmed calling inmates caged animals. Teachers, social workers and counsellors could face up to five years in prison if they ignore suspicions of child sexual abuse. And police in Buckinghamshire say officers involved in the death of a man in High Wycombe in 2008 will face a misconduct hearing as soon as possible. 08459 455555. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, most of the showers seem to have now moved eastwards. There's still one or two lighter ones, but not as intense as the ones we had earlier. Behind it, we've got some nice sunny spells. Still a brisk westerly wind, so if you are unlucky enough to get a shower later, it's not going to last for long. Temperatures up to 8, maybe 9 Celsius in the sunshine, but with the wind, it's probably not going to feel too warm. Still, the sun is shining overnight. Dry and clear, the wind falling a little lighter. So it's possible that in the... Uh, in the early hours of tomorrow morning could get a frost develop in the rural spots. Towns and cities likely to hover just above zero though. So a chilly start tomorrow but there's more sunshine tomorrow. The wind a little lighter and it's going to feel just a little bit warmer. The maximum temperature for Wednesday at 9 Celsius. So gradually starting to feel a little bit more like spring. And that's your forecast. Thank you, Kate. The FA Cup on the BBC. Get carried away with the cup. This weekend, it's the quarterfinals. Oh my, it's cup magic. They're doing it again. Saturday at 5.30, Aston Villa versus West Bromwich Albion. What a goal. Berahino's joined the party. Villa early through to the quarterfinal. Followed on Monday at 7.45 by Manchester United against Arsenal. Marouin Fellaini has turned the game on BBC One and BBC One HD. 
Richard's in Cranfield. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? Well, I guess, just trying to explain to my daughter on the way to school this morning, not that I go to school, but she does. Yes. Um, oh. Again, what your show is all about. Ah. She did ring into you a couple of weeks ago, Penny, talking about Jude Law, not that she understood what Jude Law was. No, no, yes, um, I remember Penny, yeah. Yes, but I was still trying to explain to her when she was going, well, I don't understand what Law, the bottom, and everything else that goes on on the show, and bottom. Yes, apparently yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, it's so, so childish. I'm just explaining that, that, that parent to parent, you're, you're obviously creating even more conversations with our children, which is great because it makes oh. them unplugged from the matrix. Oh, I thought he was about to have a go at me and, no, and challenge no, me no. to a punch up. I was oh. hoping that for, he would, yeah. For corrupting oh. uh, his, his oh. beautiful daughter Penny. But no, he's actually, he's praising me for helping parents around the country. I'm going to give myself a spontaneous round of applause. Catherine, you should probably join in with that there. Okay, those My are fingers. My fingers are busy. Uh, well, Richard, that's very nice. Well, you know, it's, it's good to actually get some conversation out of it. Sometime. Uh, how was she? Did she say she was nine? Uh, no, she's uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, fourteen. So she's constantly face down in the screen. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Her. Yeah. 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 How do you? Does that not annoy? Saying that, actually, I remember being fourteen and being in the back of my mum and dad's car, <laughs> and uh, I would have my Walkman on. I'd have my Sony Walkman on. So I was even then, you know, when was that? Nineteen eighty-seven. Blimey, I was isolating from and separating myself from my parents. So I guess it's it's been going on for a while, hasn't it? Well, we had the Game Boys as well, where we had the left and right buttons to catch the, I don't know, parachutist in the various different yeah. Game Boy things that we had. And yes, I suppose we were... So actually, Richard, you're, you, it turns out you're a bad dad and you should be encouraging her not to talk to you but to play more games. Apparently so. Okay. Shame on you, Richard. All back, yes. Richard, good to talk to you. Thank you very much. What, what a nice thing to say. You see, Catherine, by, yes, I've lost the friendship of a wonderful woman. Oh, no, hang on. Kelly, are we still friends? Yeah, man, Oh, in always. that case, I take that back. She's not a woman. Yeah. She may not be a lady, but she is all woman. I've just got the Are results back from the laboratory. Are Hang you on. quoting Lisa Stansfield no. as Ev? I'm, I'm quoting the scientists at uh, uh, Milton Keynes Hospital, and they've, they've said, yes, Kat, uh, Kelly, it's your name, isn't it? Yep. Well done. You, uh, you may not be a lady. It said, we had the results back uh, in regards to uh, uh, Ms Kelly Betts and the tests. We can confirm she may not be a lady, but she is all woman, and they've underlined all. <laughs> I did think that that was the case. Well, you've just got to check these things. Yeah. Peter's in Warmer Green. Peter, what would you like to have a whinge about this morning? I just wanted to say to you that don't be seduced by mo well-modulated voices because some of our biggest traitors were, had very nice voices, Burgess, McLean, and yes. all, the, all the rest of the yeah. pack, if you like. Yeah, sorry, but, are, you, are, well, who's, well, are you talking about Justin Dealey's well-modulated voice? Hmm. No, no, not at all. I think he's actually, I think he's a really good character. Dealey? He's too much. much into records, but... You, you Wait, well, you wait. One day we're going to unmask Justin Dealey and tell everybody his real name, and um, he's going to step out of the character. It's like he, Dealey's like Dapper Laughs. He's not a real person. What? There's well, an actor underneath. <coughs> there's an actor inside him. Well, yeah, I think he's quite a good character for your program. He's, yeah, sometimes you. he brings it down to to earth. He's 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 written by the same people that um, used to write Ali G. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. and Roy Chubby Brown. <laughs> um, and uh, um, he's very knowledgeable about records. Yeah, I've got unfortunately. No yes, no there's not today. very many other people like that. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, Peter, thank you so much for calling. You're welcome. Not Great a clue call. what he was talking about today. <laughs> Don't uh, be seduced by people with well-modulated voices. I think actually he was trying to make a point. He's been trying to bait for about three days about traitors to the state oh. and how the posh ones are the ones you've got to watch. But actually, it does apply to Justin Dealey in many ways, doesn't it? John's in Dutchworth. Good morning, John. 
Good morning, Mr. Lee. What have you got? There we go. Mm. Respect yeah. at last. <laughs> Big up yourself, John. What have you got for a surf? Uh, stuff that you keep under your bed. Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, I've got my late dad's uh, chrome-plated mother of pearl cowboy guns and all the intricate carved holsters, knife holder and spurs straps and all that sort of stuff. I thought you... I, I'm glad... I, I did, with the greatest respect, I did think you were going to say I got my late dad under there. I thought, blimey. No, he's a large fellow. He was <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well done. Uh, what, hang on. D- d- are these proper functional guns? No, they are, but they are uh, blanks. They fire blanks. Oh. It, it makes all the noise, but it doesn't do anything. Um, and why, to... why are they under there? Is that in case someone dodgy turns up? No, no. They're, um, they're, I think they're worth a couple of quid. But, oh. um, uh, he used to do country and western singing. He used to go and sing on um, RAF bases and stuff like Did that. Did he really? And if he ever went to somewhere like Butlins or Haven and that, if they knew he was there, they would get him to sing. Fantastic! And what did he did he have backing tapes or did he play a guitar or what did he do? Uh, he did have a couple of guitars. Um, well, uh, I lost contact with him for about twenty odd years, and my yeah. wife tracked him down on the computer. Uh, and unfortunately, he died six months after we found him again. Oh, so mate, I'm I'm sorry. That's that's uh, that. Well, at least you found him again, I suppose. Is the little comfort yeah. there? Yeah, all down to my lovely wife. That's a, can I and if if it's an inappropriate question, tell me to jog on. Why why did you fall out? Um, my mum and dad divorced when we was young. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't one to stay in anywhere, any one particular place for very long. And yeah. I moved him up to Kilburn. Um, cool, I used a firm vehicle. It was a C plate, so that was about eighty five, eighty six. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my wife wanted to know what he looked like, so she'd never met him. She tracked him down, and I didn't expect him to be in the same place, and he was. He was still there. How yeah. funny. Very uh, similarities to me and my dad. John, listen, thank you for that. Okay, young man. See Cheers. You thank you very much indeed. Young man, sir, Mr. Lee. Guys, he had a good story to tell. Mm. Come on, he, he, he did a funny joke. Guys, come on. You could all learn a lot from. I suggest you go out around John's house, it's in Dutchworth. Um, and it should be easy to find uh, and learn a few lessons from him. You try it we yourself. Be standing. Yeah. Mm. What? Mm? Dealey. Yes, boss. What's under your bed? Uh, now, what's uh, Fifty Shades of Grey? I'm su- suggesting a whole lot of uh, stuff could be under there. Yeah, yeah, all sorts of bits and pieces, uh, lots of uh, swagger clothing, yeah. uh, some magazines, some CDs, uh, some old vinyl as well. Mm. Just CD some tap, really. Uh, what, sorry? CD magazines? No, a few CDs. CDs. Oh, sorry. Yeah. CDs, yeah. yeah. Okay. Are we clear on that? We're clear on that. Okay, yeah. great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so I've been on the streets in the uh, last 15 minutes or so asking the key question this morning, what's under your bed? Here's what people had to say. What's under my bed? Oh, loads and loads of shoes and clothes from India because um, I like going there and travelling and buying loads of silk dresses. Wow. Yeah. Silk dresses. That's the most exciting yeah. thing under your bed. Um, well... PVC dresses as well, yeah. Hello. Well, yeah. When do they come out then? At weekends? Well, yeah, weekends. Okay, um, thanks yeah. very much. All right, bye. Um, I don't know, a box. What's in the box? It's an empty box, my TV box. Why have you got an empty box under your bed? That's I ridiculous. Oh, in case I move, I need to put my TV back in the box. What's under your bed? <laughs> my shoes. <laughs> Nothing naughty. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing illegal? No, no, absolutely not. Suitcases and three teddy bears. I have clothes and shoes and a lot of dust. 
Can I just say, uh, there was. Uh, I'm going to play the beginning of that again, Justin. <laughs> and we're all going to make the noise that we made, OK? Mm. What's under my bed? Oh, loads and loads of shoes. Whoa! Whoa, 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 whoa! She, she said she, it was shoes, it was shoes. Don't okay. worry, guys. All carefully edited for your pleasure I across know, beds, hearts and bucks. Um... What's under my bed? Oh, loads and loads of shoes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah! C'est un panique. Yes, and PVC outfits for the weekend. Well, they... they, yes. they, 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 they I'm going to stop talking. Justin, mm. thank you very much indeed. We got any texts, Kath? Oh, you actually got a cob on. Unbelievable. How unprofessional. We haven't got any good ones. How unprofessional. Could you not save the cob for after the show? Why, why waste it? I save... Whoa! I've, I save my cobs for a later date. Really? I build them up as little resentments into one big resentment, then I uh, let rip. Oh. Yeah, that's what, that's what happens. I might show you some texts. Um, a woman was found. No, don't. I've just seen a text. Yeah, you probably can't read it. I, I think no, it... I'd rather you didn't, Kelly. I'd rather you um, just piped down a little bit. Wowzers. No, it's a nice one. No, nope, that's fine. No. Nope. Is it from you? It's no, nope, it's it not. It just says, We love you, Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you send that in? No, I didn't. You were on your phone. You sent <laughs> that into yourself. You did! Oh, mate, that wow, is... Wow, so you, not only do you belittle me in front of everyone... It's not belittling. But now you're suggesting that the only person who loves me is myself. Well, you, did you send that text no, in? No, I didn't. Look at the phone number. That's not my phone number. That's an actual fan and his dog. Speaking of dogs, I didn't, didn't get time to talk about the, um, the 12 and a half stone pit bull. Have you seen that? It's as big as those two women. It's <laughs> still growing as well. It's, it's only 17 months old. The mammoth beast towers over his handlers who say he could snap a man's arm like a twig. Why would it do that? Hulk belongs to Lisa Grennan, 24, and her husband Marlon, whose company Dark Dynasty specialises in breeding pit bulls. Oh, my God, that's horrible. That's too big, that dog. That's that too for? big. I, 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 I think, you know... You don't imagine, to... imagine how many families that could feed. I imagine the meat would be quite tough. They're very muscular. Give it a go. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M southbound is looking very slow on the speed sensors from Junction 9 for Letchworth towards Junction 7 for Stevenage. And the M25 anti-clockwise has queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. In Amersham on Gore Hill, that's looking very slow on the speed sensors between the A413 and the A40 London Road. And the A1 Great North Road is very slow between the roadworks between School Lane at Broxton and the Black Cat Roundabout. And from the St Neots Junction 2, it's all very slow through the roadworks. On the trains Virgin reporting 10-minute delay through Litchfield Trent Valley because of a signalling problem and also disruption on services to Birmingham New Street. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, excellent stuff as always. Thank you very much. That's it. That's your lot. We'll have a little look into putting uh, the whole interview with Tony Blackburn out as a podcast at some point. Thank you, Tony. It was so nice to have you on the show. Thank you, Kells, Justin, Catherine. Bottom. There we go. We'll be back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thank you, Ian. It's the JVS show. Tim Wheeler standing in for Jonathan Vernon-Smith. And at nine, it's the big phone-in.